I'm suiting up. Welcome to Doctor Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth in climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Outline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Nicolias and Major Death. And this is the Ashes of Outland uh, set review. So we're going to go through all 135 cards. And, and we'll be there in an hour, and it'll be no problem, right? Yeah, that's exactly. exactly. I mean, the last that's one exactly. didn't take like three hours, right? <laughs> I mean, that's half the time of uh, Steve and Andrew, so I mean, I figured we went pretty fast. <laughs> that's fair. So we are going to be going through and rating all 135 cards, um, all three of us are, and we are rating them on a scale of one to six, one being bad aka a wisp uh rager yeah yeah stuff that you don't want to put in your deck two is fringe support uh abusive sergeant new rubian unraveler so and so so and so uh we have three a rating of three will be strong um key support in a few decks bone wraith true silver four is very strong good in several decks fungal mancer evil miscreant and five, Kosak. It's an evil card. Cube, Kelsis, Zephyrus. And then six is OPAF, PLZNERF. <laughs> Overpowered as, you know, please nerf. So, <laughs> so that's, uh. So, so like, uh, all of the shaman cards from Descent of Dragons, then, is what we're saying. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Those were sixes. Kind of, uh, yeah. Kind of didn't give them uh, enough due, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was hard to... Hard to re- I don't think anybody really saw how broken it would be until like after they started playing it. It's like, no, this is it's, really busted. Like, they didn't see how degenerate it was. It was the symphony of it. It was kind of the, the con- confluence of all of those really good cards together just created this just nightmarish thing for your opponent to deal with. Nightmare is a very nice way to put that, so I agree. I, I appreciate the diplomacy on that one. Yes. So that is how we will be running this. And uh, so let okay. us, we're going to, so the way we're going to run this too, uh, just a little detail, um, I we're going to start out by going through the Demon Hunter, and we will each introduce one card uh, through all fifteen. Give everyone will give their ratings, and then one of us will introduce all the cards from one class, and then so and so and so and so, and then at the end we will wrap up uh, giving our overall impression of the set. So. Demon, we we just couldn't uh, let just one person introduce cards from 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 Demon Hunter. I mean, it's the new class; everybody's excited. We all exactly probably a lot of these cards are going to be. Uh, I don't want to say overpowered, but they're definitely going to be strong. So yeah, so the new king in alphabetical order. Suck it, Druid. <laughs> Demon Hunter. It's fair. Okay. So I'll guess I'll start. Yes. With the first card is a doozy. It is Kane Sun Fury. 
4 mana, 3, 5, charge, all friendly attacks, ignore charge, uh, ignore taunt, excuse me. I'm giving this 5 stars. I think it is absolutely insane. Um, and it should basically be in every Demon Hunter deck. Maybe not like the hyper control ones, but even then it provides um, a chance that whenever you stick a board, your opponent could just die, which is pretty scary. Um, think about like, for example, Resurrect Priest, how many taunts they can just put up very, very quickly. And all of a sudden, nope, you can't do that anymore. Everything's going face. Um, this includes like attacks from your hero as well. So you can equip a weapon and then swing with both of them next turn. Yeah, this is absolutely insane to me. Yeah, no, I'm giving it five stars as well. <laughs> um, it seems like kind of uh, fits very well with what Demon Hunter wanted to do right out the gate anyways. And um, wow. Yeah, no, I just think... We haven't seen an ability like this in the past for a reason, and I'm not sure it's a good idea that we're seeing it now, but, you know, we'll uh, we'll see how degenerate it becomes over the next couple months. I have a feeling this is going to be... I don't think it's a six, but I feel like things no. are going to get degenerate with Demon Hunter real quick. Uh, I think people are going to get tired of Demon Hunter v. Demon Hunter on ladder pretty quickly, so... Yeah. So, Mage, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hedge my bets just a little bit. It's probably a five, but I'm gonna go with a four. It's definitely a win condition card. I, but it, and it's going to appear in a lot of decks. But I think it's gonna end up in less decks than we think it's going to do. And uh, I, I just, yeah, I, 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 I'm just, I think it's really good but I, I i don't know there's something about it that just says to me maybe it's not as good as i'm thinking and so i i very much could be wrong on this but it 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 appears to have all the things that you would want and so it's probably a five and i'm probably wrong well i, I believe me i understand where you're coming from because i feel like this set if is going you're going to pack taunt or uh silence is pretty standardly uh in a lot of decks so the fact that it, he's either going to get killed or he's going to be, it, he he has to come down on the turn. You're going to kill him, yeah. or you well, need to kill the, some. He's the, he's the Leroy. You, you yeah. put him down, and then that's signals to your opponent. You're going to die now. So um, or or you put something behind, you know, a bunch of taunts that you're like, there's no way he can possibly kill this, and then Kane comes out and suddenly, bam. So, okay, so next we have Metamorphosis uh, as a legendary spell for Demon Hunters. It is five mana, swap your hero power to deal five damage. After two uses, swap it back. Um, yeah, I think this is a four. I think this is a super strong card. Um, I verged on giving it a five. I think this is really powerful in what Demon Hunter want to do. Uh, you mix this with Kane too. <laughs> like you play this a turn before you get to do additional five damage. Um, so I think it's a, a very solid uh, legendary spell. Nicholas? Yeah, four stars for me. Uh, I think it's very strong. It's essentially a seven mana pyroblast. Um, but it's even better than that because it can be split into two. Yeah. 
like it like it can target a minion even i don't think it should but it can mm-hmm. um you know the downside is that it's not all in one turn but i think that with proper planning this can be a very very strong card i'm with you guys same four it's uh it's gonna go in most decks again it's definitely a great card for aggro and mid-range alike it's potentially a win condition card just on its own to kind of help you get over it's the reach that that you're missing like by not having like a leroy card and so that's that it's yeah it's gonna definitely see play and i think it's gonna be one of the high win rate cards from the decks that it's in yep okay mage next going, up going into the epics now we have a pit commander a nine mana seven nine demon it has taunt and says at the end of your turn summon a demon from your deck I give this three stars. It's definitely a strong uh, late game card uh, for for a bigger demon hunter deck. So this isn't uh, an aggro sort of card. Uh, you're looking for more late game sort of things. Anytime you get free minions out and you know that you're going to be able to cheat minions out for free, obviously it's going to change deck construction. There's definitely some some bigger taunts that are bigger demons that you could put in here to pull out and have it be a really big swing turn. Uh, so, but I just don't think it's going to be in that many decks. So it is a three strong card, but not, not ubiquitous, I guess, around all demon hunter decks. So I gave it a two. I kind of view, uh, the control demon hunters as a fringy kind of deck of demon hunter. And that this is kind of fringe support for a fringe deck. So I gave it a a two. Yeah, I have a similar thought on it. I gave it a two as well. Um, I do remember Kobolds and Catacombs and how strong Recruit was, particularly Mm -hmm. in Warlock. Um, That being said, one of the reasons why it was so strong is because they came out so early, turn five, turn um turn six after the the possessed lackey or possessed uh, possessed last yep. lackey nerf um sometimes earlier on turn four with the coin um and there was really strong targets for it like void lord and doom guard whereas we don't really have those great targets right now um so i think the effect is powerful but unless there's a way to consistently, like, like I don't, there are all ways to get it out cheaper, but I don't think it's worth that. I don't think it's worth going down that road when there are stronger decks uh, that Demon Hunter could be using. Um, so I'm giving it a two. Right now, there might not, it might not work as well right now. But as, yeah. you, as we transition later on in the year of the Phoenix and there's more cards in the in to choose from, and maybe there's even uh, a reduce the cost on on a demon sort of card, then uh, then yeah, we could we it could it could be better. I, I just think overall just the power level by itself, I think it's actually a strong card and could see some play right away, but I think it can be 
actually stronger than it than it will be starting out. Yeah, I agree 100%. This is kind of the kind of card that gets better as more cards are introduced. So, Okay, Nikolaius. War Glaze of Azanoth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> five mana, three, four weapon. After attacking a minion, you may attack again. This is strong, uh, especially considering you have a bunch of ways to boost your attack power. Um, it's very efficient being able to like kill off two minions and then also going face after that, um, and then having another swing ready for next turn. Um, I think this is going to be strong in any sort of mid-range um, Demon Hunter deck, which seems very likely. Uh, maybe even in control. I don't know if they would want it, but I do think at least mid-range would want it, so I have it at four stars. Okay. Um, I, when I first read this, I got flashbacks of Fool's Bane, <laughs> which was the, I believe it was the same cost for war, it was a warrior weapon. I think it was a three, four, for five that could not attack heroes. So obviously, it's better than that i just was like oh okay and the other card it reminds me of self race overkill you can attack again but you don't have to attack minions um so i kind of thought it as a three um i thought the effect was powerful but um i didn't think it was that strong um i feel like it's a key support um piece but not uh, super strong, but that's my personal opinion. So. The thing I want to just differentiate about Sothrace is you can attack this two or three times into the same minion. Yes, exactly. Which you can't do with Sothrace. And then after that attack phase, so this could be doing 12 damage in one turn, whereas it would be much harder to do that with Sothrace, but I understand your point, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's that's what I think I, I mean, I think I originally thought Sothrace was like a one, so... <laughs> I I have uh, the Warglaves of the four as well. I immediately saw Fool's Bane, but actually better because it can go face, whereas Fool ba Fool's Bane cannot. Uh, you 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 can deal maybe that last bit of damage that you need to to a minion, and then still be able to go face, and or you can just you know go face four times with it. I mean, and and the fact that you know three attack on its own is very solid and then being able to very easily add more attack to it uh with with your hero power and other other effects i i think it's i think it's a strong card definitely mid-range and i mean i think it's going to be i think it's going to be in a lot of decks okay up next we have coil fang warlord and we're hitting the ep or excuse me the rares. It is a nine five minion, um, with rush death rattle summon a five nine warlord with taunt. Um, so I gave this a three. I feel like in um the like more control style, uh, rushes out gets to probably kill a big big minion and leave a five nine taunt behind. So I feel like it's a 
it's a very uh it's a very strong support piece for a you know a select deck i feel like it's a really cool control tool so Nicholas? Uh I have it as a three. I do think that it is strong in control, but I also think it's not bad in mid-range. That's fair. Um, it is a little bit expensive, but being able to rush in immediately and then leave a body behind is powerful. Um, will that be... Will it see consistent play? I don't know, but I, I do think that is at least an option, so I'm uh, putting it at a three. Eight mana, 14, 14 worth of stats, nine of it that can go affect the board state immediately and leaves behind nine health worth of taunt. That to me just seems really strong. Uh, I that, that might mean that it looks like I'm selling it as a, a four or five. I still think it's a three, but it just, it affects the board. It leaves behind something huge that you have to deal with. And it just, I, yeah, this, I... I have a hard time believing any uh, Demon Hunter deck that is going to routinely go past turn eight isn't going to seriously consider putting this in their deck. Okay, now Mage, what do we have next? We have the adorable Furious Felfin. It is a two mana, three, two Murloc that says Battlecry, if your hero attack this turn, gain plus one attack and rush. This is easily a three and could probably be a four as far as rating goes. It is super easy to get that battle cry and to pay two mana to get four, four rush attack is really, really good. And, uh, you know, the Murloc thing doesn't matter is <laughs> more than likely. And so it's just, you're just, you're paying two mana to do something that like four rush attack We've seen three mana be able to do that. And, you know, you could do it with just two because you can use a, you could use another car, a zero mana card to give yourself attack and be able to uh, uh, make this thing get the rush as well. So Plus there's and, the one mana weapon too. Yeah, there's there's just lot, lots of easy ways to get the rush on this. And, but the, yeah, the, the only difference obviously there is that we're we're not drawing a, another rush card from our deck like the like the griffin does so mm -hmm. I, I it's still strong it still definitely sees play in mid in mid-range tempo style decks because uh, it affects the board immediately and probably could even go in, in a more aggressive deck just to kind of help you control the board a little bit in those early first, first few turns like when you're playing in more of a zooth zoot style uh setup Mm -hmm. so i gave it a four i feel like this is really 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 strong with the ability to attack um very easily as a demon hunter um and a four two rusher with something your class wants to do anyways i feel like is a super strong card that it's gonna want in pretty much the the main decks that I feel like you, as a demon hunter you're gonna the the game plan you're gonna want to play this card lends itself to very strongly it's a really strong two drop so I'm I'm sticking with the four stars on this one I think it's a three 
I think that it's not very good option for aggro decks. I think that it's fine for mid-range. My problem with it, especially when you're comparing it to the Diving Griffin or whatever it's called, like that gave you a card as well. And like it was never going to survive because um, it only has one health. This has two health, so it's still not likely to survive and it doesn't give you that card advantage. Um, so a lot of the times this is just trading one for one and you don't have a minion left on the board, especially in the early turns, and that just leaves your opponent up to do whatever they want. So I don't think Makes it's sense. as valuable. You know, I think that... Um, I think the difference between two and three health, especially on a two drop, is super important. Um, like Underbelly Fence, I think, is a fantastic card because it's a two three that can gain, you know, attack and rush. And, I, and it, a lot of the times it survives those early turns. I don't think that this can survive. I'm not willing to give it a two, but I'm definitely not giving it a four. So three. Okay. All right, Nicholas, what's our next minion we're looking at? Imprisoned Antan is a 5-mana 10-6 demon that is dormant for two turns, and when it wakes up, uh, deals 10 damage randomly split among all enemies. This one is tough for me, because I don't think most of the dormant cards are very good, um, especially considering they're horrendous top decks. <laughs> um the fact that this is five mana is both good and bad, but good because um, it gives you more turns to draw it, so you can actually like play it on time, and bad because you're spending a lot of mana to do nothing. That being said, the payoff is extremely high. Ten damage split randomly among all enemies is a lot, um, and it can go face as well. So your opponent is kind of left in a predicament of like any minion that I put down is probably going to die when this awakens. But if I don't, then I'm taking a Pyroblast. So kind of leaves them in a tough spot. And then at the end of it, it's still a 10-6, which is a lot. So I'm giving it a tentative 4. Wow, that's a lot higher than <laughs> I thought. This is, I think most of the dormant things aren't getting much higher than 2s. But just how impactful this is, both when it wakes up and, like, the body it leaves behind. Yeah, I'll I'll take a leap on this one and say that it's a four. I hit it down as a three. I was, honestly, I was looking at it between a two and a three. Uh, ten damage is a lot of damage, but I can't remember what the card was. It was like the... Nine damage is a warlock card, but it could hit everyone, and that never saw any play, which obviously is very different. So this Spreading goes, madness, I think yeah, that is. was that's a bad card. Yeah, exactly. I know. So I'm just telling you where my mind went to initially, which gave me bad vibes, like the uh, the war graves we talked about earlier. It reminded me of fool's bane, so I was like a little hesitant on first, but then you like that's just initial glance. But I feel like turn five uh, to do nothing is kind of a lot to ask for. I mean, I feel like you can play this against slow decks, but like, 
uh, against anything aggro we you're just gonna die. Like if you play this against a you know a rush to mid mid range deck, you're gonna be dead before it awakens. So it's a lot to ask to give up turn five to do nothing. But like you said, the when it awakens, it is a very impactful effect. So I didn't think it was a two, but I don't think it's a four personally. So. I think it's one of the best Darman cards. I have it at four as well. I think it puts... I I think there's going to be more situations where you're just going to be able to play it. And just... Like, it's definitely... It's... It's... it's so, I want to liken it to a win more card. But it's not a win more card so much as it's a... If you If you're in a situation where you can play this card... There is no way they're coming back. It feels like to me, it's like it's like slamming the door sort of thing. Where if if you if you have the ability to play this and not die in two turns, because your opponent then is on a two turn clock to either kill you or or like basically like remove anything of use from your side of the board that might go be up already. Then, because this thing's gonna come down, this thing's gonna wake up and take out a whole bunch of things, and probably hit you in the face a few times as well. I, I just, I think you're, I think it's, I think it's gonna see play, and I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be good. Okay. So next up, we have a seven manian, seven mana demon, priestess of fury. Uh, it's six seven. At the end of your turn, deal six damage randomly spit split all, among all enemies. Um, I have this down as a three. Um, I thought this was pretty solid. It not only puts a six seven on the board, which is obviously a little understated for turn seven, but it does six damage split between enemies. So. Uh, this can mop up a lot of stuff, and like the more I the more I think about it, I think it's probably closer to a four. But I don't know how many decks this is going to see play. It's going to see play in the mid rangey deck, I would imagine. But so I was unsure, so I just stuck with a three on this one. Nicholas, I think it's I think it's a four. Yeah, uh, I do think that. If there is a mid-range Demon Hunter, um, if it's not playing that 8-mana guy, it's going to top out at this minion. Um, it's If we value the 6 damage as essentially a Cinderstorm, and that's a 3-mana spell, then we can essentially value this 6-7 body at 4-mana, which is very strong. Um, and then it's a repeating. like It's not just a one-time thing. This is a threat every single turn that it survives so i think that makes it incredibly threatening um and yeah i do think that it is something that will be seen in basically every mid-range and control demon hunter deck um so i have it at four yeah i have it as a three good stats obviously a, a powerful uh end of turn effect that your opponent's going to want to deal with because you don't want to keep taking 
uh, six random damage at the end of every turn, and it's not necessarily going to be easy with with seven health, but it also, I don't know, it, it, it feels like, I don't know, it, it felt like to me like that's an awesome card to pull out of your deck with Pit Commander, but I don't know, like, on a board where there's not like some things I want to ping off, am I am I just throwing this down? Uh, that doesn't seem as good to me if you're not. Though I guess it does say all enemies, so I guess it does kill. It, it can go face if there's no enemies on the board, so maybe it's better than that. Better than that, but I'm gonna also the the issue with pit commander is that effect does not go off because the pit commander effect is at end of turn. I just didn't want to play seven mana for a six seven. I guess is where I'm. What I'm saying. Yeah. Like That's the, fine. Like, like, you know, I I thought about it a little bit like the uh, the five mana four or five warlock card that did the dreadlord that did one damage to every to AOE. That would that was a good card, mm -hmm. uh, but you don't you're not guaranteed to hit that the damage is a little bit different than, than that. And, and not, um, maybe as consistent, I guess. So maybe that's a better comp than I'm thinking of it. And maybe that does make this actually a four, but I'm going to say a three. Okay. And then mage, you want to round out our, uh, rares. Final rare card for Demon Hunter is the Skull of Gul'dan. Five mana spell that says draw three cards. Outcast effect. Reduce their cost by three. I mean, this is this <laughs> this is a really good card. I mean, five, you're drawing three cards, first of all. Five mana, it's... I mean, that's probably about what you pay for drawing three cards. Be given nour where nourish was and given what uh arcane intellect is and how much that you know other draw effects like this where you get multiple cards um the fact that you can potentially reduce their cost by three is like ridiculous we we've talked a lot about cards getting reduced cost and how just ridiculous they are hey uh i'm looking at you wand i'm looking at you you know all these sorts of things so you know it they're not free it's guaranteed you're not guaranteed to get free cards off of this but you're you're paying five mana you're getting three cards and you potentially are also getting nine uh cost mana cost reduction across those three cards as well and that that's a four at, at least and and is probably going to see play i mean unless even the most aggro-ish of decks might want to pay five mana to refill their hands so i you know this is gonna you're gonna see this card a lot i have this as five um i was thinking going back and forth between four and five i think i'm settling on five i think that if i'm not sure if it makes the aggro but I do think that if mid-range is a deck, then this is going to be one of the <laughs> most important cards in it. Um, yeah, like anytime you're given, you know, it, it will discount, obviously, anything um, that costs three or less. It makes it free, so you can just play them. So you're not necessarily losing tempo by 
doing it. And then it sets up your later turns by having, you know, that priestess thing. No longer seven. Now it's four <laughs> mana. You know, now that's definitely great. playing it. Yeah. You know, so like the amount that it can. It has an extremely high potential and very low downside. I don't think that you can ever play this in a control because the outcast mechanic doesn't lend itself to that. Yeah. Um, aggro is a maybe to me because like I don't want to be spending, I don't want to be playing a spell on five turn five, right? I want to be playing more minions, so maybe it's just as that refill. But I do think at least in mid range, this should like make that deck function. Um, so I'm giving it five. I gave it a four. I feel like it is quite possibly the one of the best top decks after turn five you can get. <laughs> like, draw three cards and reduce them by three. If you're low on cards, you can't do any better than that. Like, other you're, you're than going like, to pull, you're going to pull your hair out if you're if you're in top deck mode and your opponent pulls one of those. Cards. Yes, exactly. That is going to be the most frustrating thing. You're like, oh, I got him. He's run out of resources. Skulls and little dad. I'm dead. Like, and it uh, it just seems just like super solid. I didn't think it was. We all know that you know card draw effects are extremely strong, but um. I didn't see it as a full five. I was tempted, so I, I kind of played it down and went with a four. So, okay. Um, then we go back to Nicolaius. Ashenton Battle Lord is a. It's a Sengen Shield Master with Lifesteal. Yeah. That, that, that is what it is, and yeah. I don't think that's good enough. Because I don't think Sunjin is anywhere close to playable. I don't think that the lifesteal makes shifts the dial in any significant way. So I have it as a two. I also have it as two. I feel like it's pretty basic. It does something that's not extremely good, but I could see it being a niche. So I left it as a two. I have it as a three. I, I think the lifesteal actually is a bigger thing and taunt and taunt I, as a, as another class that is going to want to is using their face to attack things, but possibly not just the opponent's face, but to maybe keep your minions up for a couple turns. I, I think the, the loss of things like Zilliax and that are going, you're going to want to have uh, a minion like this that helps set up your board for for Kane Sun Fury allows you to get a little bit of health, and so I I, I think it's going to actually see a, a a fair amount of play. The only thing I'll say about that is I do agree. Uh, Life Steal is very important for uh, Demon Hunter, but when you compare it to uh, I Beam and the Warblade weapon. I think that those are both significantly better, and at a certain point, you run into like too much life steal. Mm -hmm. Like I'm already at full health. This isn't really doing anything for me, and I think that that might be where this uh, where this card sits. The difference I would say to that would be that this is actually a minion versus a spell and a weapon, and that allows the weapon then to go face as opposed to, uh, a, you know, as, as opposed to using the weapon and trying to regain health while maybe using it on minions and stuff. So, 
Gotcha. Okay, next we have Crimson Sigil Runner. Um, it is a one mana, two one minion, outcast draw a card. I have it down as a three. Um, I feel like this is like has mid range written all over it. It could possibly, it it will probably be used in aggro as well. But it's going to be pretty easy to shift your hand around to get an Outlast effect on a one-cost card. And it replaces itself. And it's a 2-1. It's not a bad attack. So I think it'll be... Uh, I think it's it's got some uh, cases, uh, use cases that are support, but not strong. So, 3. I have this as a 5. Okay. And the reason I have it as a five is I cannot imagine any situation in which I am not playing a hardcore control demon hunter where outcast isn't very good that I don't start the game. I don't start making a deck with 28 cards left. Like this is the first two cards I'm putting in every single time. It is not a Prince Kaliseth. You know, it is not that um overpowered i guess as like what a lot of people may consider a um a five star card but if i'm looking to making a new demon hunter deck and i have and i immediately have to dedicate two card slots to this card and figure out what the other 28 are i can't not give it a five star rating it's fair mage what I, do gave you a, I, gave, I gave it a four star rating for that for that reason i mean i think of it like the evil miscreant which was i think a good example where it is literally in, it was in and continues to be in pretty much every every rogue deck this this is that same thing it's aggro it's mid-range it's control you're you're going to want this card and you as you said darren you can manipulate your hand in such a way as that you'll get that card the the outcast uh effect off this and so and it's not a bad top deck too because it replaces you play it and it replaces itself yeah so i i mean i i I think we're saying the same thing nicolaius i just i i called that a four you call it a five and and uh, you know i it's gonna be every it's going to be in every demon hunter deck it is it, it it is that good because you you want it's a solid I, one drop. We we were paying two health for a, for for an effect like this in Warlock in the in the in the librarian, and and you know you just have to make sure that you you play it in its outcast position to get the card. Okay, well you guys convinced me. I I knocked. I just changed my rating up to a four. I'm trying not trying to do it, but yeah, I I I think you convinced me. It's a four. It reminds me of like. I understand where you're coming from, Nicolaius, so I I can understand you rating it a five. So I think I was some of these I think I played a little safe and went a little lower because I think I went a little higher with the Sen of Dragons. So I'm just trying to be more accurate. So uh Mage, what do we or am I up next? Or is it it's yeah, it's Mage. It is Fell Summoner, a six mana eight three that says death rattles summon a random demon from your hand uh i don't particularly like this card i i mean eight health or eight attack is pretty nice but the three health to me it seems like a little bit too much of a liability 
it's you know what what are you hoping to pull from your hand to have play to come out from this obviously if you're playing something like pit commander or the uh or the seven mana uh priestess of fury that those would be like the ideal targets but um if they can if they can silence it before they kill it that would that would kind of suck and then you'd feel pretty bad so i i gave it a two i don't think it's going to see much play so why do I see this car and I all I can hear is why do you call? <laughs> it's this it's the same effect as Void Caller, obviously. Um but uh, I have it down as a two. Um I feel like silence is gonna be run and rampant. Um so like I can see you wanting to run this, but uh I don't see it being very good right off the bat, so it has potential to be more than that, but right now I don't see it being very good. Yeah, more like why do you cost two more mana? <laughs> like, I like eight attack is great. Three health is horrendous at turn six. Like, I know that you don't like on a death rattle minion. You want to have high attack and low health, but this is taking it a little bit too far. Um, so I have it as a two. We had yep. a, a, a druid card like this too that that uh, pulled a beast from your hand. That was like oh yeah, the anaconda. Yeah. yeah, the anaconda was like a five three or something. It's a five three. Yeah. And I mean that. How much did that see play? I think there was like one or maybe two decks that that actually ended up being in. I think there was some combo decks that used it, yeah. but yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, that, I think it was that... used in like big big uh, quest druid. So. All right, uh, Nicolaus, what do we have next? Immolation Aura is a two-mana spell that deals one damage to all minions twice. This is fine. I don't know. It's obviously not an aggro card. It might be like a fringe mid-range card, and I guess it's like a control AoE. Um, he kills divine shields and then damages everything again so that's kind of nice i have it as a uh i have it as a three i also have it as a three that i feel like it's kind of um in some decks not in all decks and it you have it there for a key support card or it's a support card but it's not a key card in your deck so a couple decks will want this it seems like a pretty solid the fact that it does one damage twice is really nice. So in certain situations, I have it as a two. I, I think it's gonna just—I mean, outside of the most or the more controlling demon hunter decks, I don't see it being run. Um, may, maybe it's a little bit better than that, but cost-wise, it, it's it's pretty solid. Uh, and it's—I mean, any AOE options, I suppose, are. Are, are worth considering when you're when you're building a mid range or control deck. I just don't think it's going to see play much. Um, next up we have Netherwalker. It's a two man two mana two two battle cry. Discover a demon. Uh, it's discover effect, so it's a pretty standard body. I give it a three. Seems passable. Like some decks will want this. Um. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Demon Hunter is still new to me, and I don't know everything right off the top of my head that is a demon. So I have it as a three. 
Hey, it's a three. It's fine. Something you might put in. Probably gets cut at some point. Meh. Yeah. I I so I actually erred on it being more of a two. I think it I think it's a bit more fringe than that, but it is if we think about other cards like this, they've all been costed at three mana. And so the fact that this only costs two mana to do a, a battle cry discover, it might be enough that, that it's actually sees a little bit more play, because a two mana two two is a lot better with that extra card that you're discovering than a three mana two two with that with a similar effect so yeah the equivalent we have right now is the shaman one that gets you an elemental but it's random right so like this is the same cards that that have rotated that have been in standard in the past i'm thinking like the mage one there was a mage three mana two two that that allows you to discover a minion or discover a card or something like that and so there's been yeah there's been there's other been a couple like this. yeah so you, you guys are actually probably a little bit more more right on this okay and the final card mage spectral sight two mana draw a card outcast draw another i mean I like drawing cards, especially when they're cheap like that. I mean, at its at its base, it's uh, two mana draw a card, which is, you know, usually we get a body associated with it. This you do not, but uh, the outcast effect allows you to draw two cards for two mana, which is which is actually much better than say like an arcane intellect. So uh, at least a three. I have it have it as a three. Nicholas? Yeah, I think Arcane Intellect is a very strong card and has pre- seen pretty consistent play throughout Mage's uh, lifespan. Um, and this is most of the time better than that. So I've struggled to not give it a 4. And like I mentioned with Lifesteal, there becomes a certain point where it's like too much. There's a very hard to hit that point when it comes to card draw. Like... If you're able to draw through your entire deck, that's normally not a bad thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm giving it a four. Um, I waffled back and forth between three and four with this card. Um, I just figure that for the average player, it's probably a three. But in the hands of a, probably a legend, a higher legend player, it's a four. So, But for that, that, that fact, I gave it a three. I feel like out outcast is going to be a skill testing mechanic, and it definitely requires some planning. Exactly. What, so, what are I've, you saying about my playstyle? <laughs> How good a player <laughs> I am, Derek? I'm not saying anything about you. I make an observation about this. I think in my hands it's a three. I feel like in Nikolai's <laughs> hand it's probably a four. So, no, I, I think I think outcast is a bit a, a more challenging. Uh, class effect than uh than we've than we've seen so no i i get yeah i just i thought it was amusing the way it was we gave our ratings and then you assigned yes. us uh, an ability on how good a player we are is it? <laughs> well it was just more than an observation in general so not speaking about any of the hosts on this show 
<laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's keep going. We've still got nine classes to go through, so let's. Uh, oh God. Yeah, let's pick it up here. So uh, Nick Lias will be introducing the Druid cards. All right, we'll try to move a little bit further since these are classes that we've been dealing with for like six years. Um, Druid's first legendary is the Prime three mana three four arch four, arch spore Mishfin. Say that ten times fast. Uh, taunt, death rattle, summon Mishfin Prime into your deck, and that is a ten mana nine nine taunt. Choose one, summon a nine nine fungal giant with taunt or rush. I have this as a four. I think that it is potentially good in Inbigan and amazing in Quest. So, yeah. Um, I have it as a three. That because I like I said with these uh uh the prime cards I feel like there's going to be a lot of silence so as of right now I think a lot of people are going to be packing this this is going to be a very silence heavy meta so I feel like these cards have very powerful effects but right now they're going to see some problems going off so but that's just my personal thought when I saw all these prime effects so. I could be wrong on that, but it still seems very powerful, so I I gave it a three. I it was a three, but I think I read the card wrong. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> specifically the prime, because uh, what I was assuming was the 10-mana 9-9 nine, nine either had taunt or could get rush. If It you summons a second 9-9. So nine, it, nine. Su- it summons yes. a second 9-9 nine, nine on top of the 9-9 nine, nine that has taunt that you're getting. Correct. So yes. that that that's where I mistook it. It's probably closer to a four to me now than 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 it was before. Uh, it's finding get it finding the first half and being able to get the prime version into your deck is going to be the biggest issue. How you know if it's if if it's near the bottom of your deck, then suddenly the that ten mana. Nine nine plus the extra card uh, doesn't seem quite as good, though. Druid's got a number of ways, specifically like in Quest Druid and stuff, that they can go out and find the card they need. So, so it's it's probably borderline four, but I, I'm gonna leave it as a three for right now. When I didn't understand how the card worked. Okay. All right. The other legendary is a minion nine mana five five Yassel Windsinger. Your spells cost one. I have this as a one because I think there is a card called Kelthalos that essentially does this but better and comes out three turns sooner. So, <laughs> yeah. I had it as a two. I'm like, eh, this is fine for, I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me. So I gave it a two. It's It's a powerful effect. I just don't know what big spells you're going to want to cast for one mana after you get this down on nine mana. I mean, it feels like I'd want to be doing Nourish or I'd want to be doing this, that, and the other thing, but it doesn't seem as good once you've paid nine mana to put this 5-5 on the board. So I have it as a two, but that one's inching towards the one. Okay. Uh... Glowfly Swarm, 5 mana epic spell. Summon a 2-2 Glowfly for each spell in your hand. 
I have this as a three. It might be a four, but I'm sticking with three for now. Um, Force of Nature is a card that is seeing play in Token Druid, and that summons three. So you need at least that to break even. You probably want at, probably want at least four because the Treant has synergies like Aeroponics um, built into it. So to make it equivalent, you probably need that extra one. Having a hand with four spells and token druid might be tough at points. Um, yeah, so I'm having it three. Um, I had it down as a three as well. Um, kind of seems like there's they're pushing for a heavy no low minion druid. So. That that kind of fits into that, but I'm not sure how how that's going to go overall. So, I'd rather run Force of Nature. <laughs> so yeah. I have this as a two right now. It maybe it gets better when there's more spells to choose from and less support for treants. Fair. Uh, Marsh Hydra is a seven mana epic minion. It is 7-7 seven, seven Beast with Rush. After this attacks, add a random 8-cost minion into your hand. I have this as a 1. I don't know where it fits in. It doesn't fit into quest, doesn't fit into token. There's not really a mid-range thing that does better than either of those decks. Um, and then in Big End, yay! That's awesome, except for the fact that when you play in Big End, it's going to cost 8. And then the eight mana minion that you get is no longer on curve. So it doesn't really help out that much. Uh, uh, so one. I gave it a two. Um, it's a, I don't know where it fits, but I feel like there could be a niche case for it. And it's going to it gives you a seven drop that rushes clear something off the board, I would assume. And then you have an eight drop if you didn't move four. So I don't think this is the worst thing in the world, but I don't think it's great either. So two. I have it as a three. I think I think it's a I think there's a ramp druid that you could use that allows you to if this ends up being like the only minion in your hand and you've ramped once or twice getting a card like this on the board and allowing you to get another minion that you can then play on curve next turn seems seems pretty good. The the question to me is though would I would I rather be playing all the dragons uh, that that druid has access to both in their set as well as in neutral and that I can't say but I mean it comes down it affects the board right away presumably allows you to set up your next turn and and to me that seems pretty powerful in a car in a deck that can that can ramp or in a class that can ramp okay fungal fortunes is a two mana spell draw three cards discard any minions drawn i have it as a two even in the most spell-heavy decks, you tend to run quite a few minions, and discarding minions is a lot worse than discarding spells, a la Book of Spectres. So this is significantly worse than that, so yeah, two. I was tempted to give it a one, but I'm not sure what this 
no like low minion spell heavy druid's gonna look like so it's like i can think of one deck that potentially wants it so i gave it a two two as well for every reason nikolai has said it's just i don't it, this not right now but exactly maybe, maybe in a couple expansions germination four mana spells summon a copy of a friendly minion give it taunt I have it as a one. Honestly, I think this is horrendously bad. Um, there's a lot better things you could be doing. Uh, it's like, I'm just going, like, I don't think you play it in token because you're not getting the value. I don't really think you're playing it in quest because there's a lot stronger things that you do once you get up to that uh, turn five or whatever when the quest unlocks. So in Biggin... But then most of the strong things can't be targeted. So mm -hmm. you're not getting any... So you can't target the strong things, right? So I don't know where it fits out. Maybe you're talking about a ramp deck, but I don't think that can compete with Embiggen. So I'm giving this a 1. Yeah, I had it down as a 1. I'm not quite sure what it's there to do. So yeah, 1. Since, since I don't give ones, really, I gave this a two. <laughs> I, if, give it you know, one. This, I mean, my Marsh Hydra, this, is, this isn't a bad card for the Mar Marsh Hydra. Um, but no, it, I, I feel like if you could copy something Marsh Hydra or bigger, this is worth it. But I, I, I don't know. It, it feels like you have to have that minion on the board. You need to then be able to copy it and you're spending four mana to do it. And the, there's some setup here that feels like it might be a couple hoops too many to cut, to jump through, to get, to get value out of this card. Yep. Iron Bark is a two mana spell that says give a minion plus one plus three and taunt and it costs zero if you have at least seven mana crystals. I have this as a two because I don't think that giving a minion plus one plus three and taunt is worth a card is worth the card slot. Um it like it is really hard to fit in thirty cards. Like or what I should say is, like, it's really competitive. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of good cards. There are a lot of things that you could be doing. And I don't think that plus one plus three is among the 30 best things that you could be doing in any given deck. Yeah. I'm not giving it a one because maybe there's some Kael'thas zero mana shenanigans you can do. I don't really know what it is, but I'm saying that it exists so i'm not giving it a one but it's a two not the worst thing i've ever seen in my life i'm scratching my head on it so i gave it a two right there with you too uh it i i don't i don't want to pay zero mana for adding a one plus one plus three and taunt to something at seven mana crystals or later in the game i, I want to be doing something else you know whether or not this is good enough to see play in a token deck. I I don't think so because it's like you want to be putting more minions down as opposed to just buffing one minion that already is on the board. And you're probably doing that in the early turns, so you're paying two mana for it as opposed to paying zero mana for it. So 
I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Bog Beam is a three mana spell, a deal three damage to a minion, costs zero if you have at least seven mana crystals. I have this as the exact same rating as two for the exact same reasons. Also, Wrath is just infinitely better, so why would I want this? Um, I have it down as a one because of Wrath. I just think it you'd run Wrath almost every other time because the utility... And it costs one less. And if you really need to do turn, uh, you know, when you hit seven mana crystals, if you don't have anything better to be doing than throwing three damage out randomly for free, I mean, anyways, I don't think it's good. So, yeah. I don't, yeah, why pay three mana for something if you could pay two mana to do the exact same thing and it's more flexible and yes it doesn't cost zero after seven mana crystals but i think you i think you're willing to pay for for it after seven mana crystals whereas for this you you don't so what are you giving it a two as well okay Imprisoned Seder is a 3-mana, three 3-3 three, three demon dormant for 2 turns when this awakens. Reduce the cost of a random minion in your hand by 5. I have it as a 2. Because I don't like the dormant. And it can be kind of hard to set up. The mana discount is nice, but like... I, I don't know. It, it would be if if you're trying to hit one specific card, it can be hard to do that, especially in the late game where like you can die from basically anywhere. Um, and spending three mana to do nothing mm-hmm. sucks. Um, and then the early game, you're losing all sense of board control by spending three mana to do nothing, and then that reduces the cost of potentially a low cost minion by. Not very much. Um, yeah, so I have a two. I think down as a three. I feel like it. I I don't like the dormant mechanic either. Um, I feel like it. Uh, it's just too predictable for your opponent. But this at least um, is early enough in the game, and I feel like you can come back from it, and you get a potentially big discount that you get something you can play up to, and uh, you know. It comes alive on turn five, so you can potentially play a ten drop. So I don't know. I I just thought it had some more uses than just being a niche. So I think this is a. I have this as a two. I think this actually is one of the instances where I like the dormant mechanic mm-hmm. for this particular card, because unlike say the uh, florist in the past. You basically, the turn you played it, you got the mana reduction, and uh, this allows you two turns to set up the mana reduction a little bit, and I feel like it's going to work with a combo deck. Uh, Malagos is going to get reduced because of this, uh, or some other OTK sort of thing is going to end up getting reduced by by this, because you're going to get two turns to, to, to manipulate your hand of minions to allow for for it to hit the thing you want. All right, and the last card is called Overgrowth. It is a four mana spell that gains two empty mana crystals. So wild growth on steroids, but I'm still giving it just a three. 
uh, because I think Breath of Dreams is yes. a better card, and and the quest decks Nourish is a better card because you get that card draw. Um, so it only really goes in a theoretical ramp deck that I'm still not convinced is better than either of those two decks I just mentioned. Um, but if it exists, then this card will probably be good. So I have a three. Uh, I had it as a three as well. Two empty mana crystals on turn four. Not the best. I mean, it's a powerful effect, but like you mentioned, there's wild, or there's, uh, Breath of Dreams, and then there's Nourish. It kind of falls in between. It's not bad, but it's not, like, amazing. So. I think it's stat, or I think the, the cost for mana actually is is right about the point where you can't afford to start just not doing anything for a turn. And so, and the fact that it gives you two mana crystals, so you basically go from four mana to seven, uh, could be pretty impactful so i gave it a three but this is going to if if there's a ramp deck this this deck is going to be at that that card in it and uh it's gonna be key on on getting you to those late game turns i think okay so we're gonna move into hunter and I was kind of unsure on some of these cards, so I am way off. I just kind of was going off of memory. Um, so first we have a legendary minion, 8-mana, 5-5, five, five, Beastmaster, Learox, uh, Battlecry, summon three beasts from your hand. I had this down as a three. Um, I know there a lot of beasts are going away. Um, this has potential to be very strong. As we saw, you know, like the recruit mechanic in the past, but that was actually pulling it out of your deck. Regardless, I feel like I'm like, uh, I don't know how great the beast pool is actually right now. So I feel like it's kind of a strong ability, but, you know. I have it as a three. I think <laughs> what, I've, what I've noticed is it feels like there's a lot of cards here that set up for combo. And I really hope this doesn't end up being a combo meta as a result of it. Rhino, Tender Rhino is not going anywhere, so if you have Rhino and a couple other beasts in your hand, this can be a really powerful play. Um, but it, it it requires you to get to eight and not want to use those beasts beforehand. So three yeah. for now. I have it as a one because similar like there's not a lot of good beasts. And the beasts that we do have, a lot of them have a battle cry. So you're wanting to summon three beasts that have a combined mana total of at least eight. You can basically ignore the 5-5 five, five body. Like, just ignore that for a minute. If, if you're playing this, then you want to get at least that much mana out in beasts. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want them to have battle cries. So you want them to be like Rush or Death Rattle, but there's also we're losing Master's Call, which yeah. is a really efficient card draw for a beast. Um, you're gonna I play this, and you're gonna doing. play your Tundra Rhino and two Savannah High Mains, and you're gonna hit your opponent for fourteen. That's what. That's it. That's the combo. <laughs> and then I scratch my head because that is not good enough. 
Hey, it pulls wow. out King Crush. <laughs> we saw. Right. We saw, hey, it's... you you thought Dino Tamer Brand was going to be useless, and he was not. Yeah, but he also came out on seven. So, and I didn't actually have to put King Crush in my deck to get it. That's fair. That's fair. So I don't. I don't know what I'm doing with this, and I don't think it's whatever I'm doing is very good. So I'm giving it a one. Yeah. The th- the thing the, the other thing to realize is is as we go through these, there's a number of uh, beast buff cards in this set, and so the three mana card might not be a three mana worth of body when it comes down and uh, from the from this card. So there there is the potential there that. Um, that this could be okay still. So next up we have Zixor, Apex Predator. It's a three mana, two four beast. Rush, battle cry, shuffle, Zixor Prime into your deck. And Zixor Prime is an eight mana, four four. Rush, battle cry, summon three copies of this minion. So is that that's sixteen sixteen worth of stats, right? There's four yes. minions on the board. Um. I gave this a two. I'm just like uh, eight mana for one more mana for like one more minion than you get off of uh, the uh, the the warrior Drake that I can't remember his name now. So sign of so, ruin. Sign of ruin. I'm just like. I mean, I guess if you were to draw it with the scavengers integrity, but ingenuity. Ingenuity. Oh, I'm sorry. Ingenuity. It might be worth it, but I mean, still four four fours with rush. Uh, it's, I it's I guess it's okay, but for eight, I mean, eh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem that great to me. But I could be wrong on this one, and I fully admit it now. I have this as a four. Okay. For exactly the card of Scavenger's Ingenuity. If that card was not in the set, I would probably have it as like a two or a three. But because that card exists, you have the potential to get 28 to 28 <laughs> in stats on turn 8. That is disgusting. All, all if you're not with, playing... All of it with Rush. So yes, it exactly. That's... Um, and if you're playing like a Highlander deck that doesn't have any beasts, maybe, except for the Zixor, like that's not a hard ask to do. So that scavenger's ingenuity, all you have to do is wait until you draw Zixor, play the Zixor and have it rush into something and die, and then that scavenger's ingenuity is always going to draw you the Zixor Prime. That's fair. I think it's so- I think a two card combo that gives you twenty eight twenty eight in rush stats on the board on turn eight is worth it. So okay, I'm giving this a four. I did not think of it as a Highlander. I was just thinking of it like a more standard like Beast Hunter. It's like well, I just drew a Savannah High Main, which is great with Hunters and uh, Ingenuity, but that's still just six, you know, four, four, fours, which is not bad, but it just doesn't seem super impactful on turn eight. So, I gave this a three, but it is very, very close to a four because of it being across four bodies, having rush, and the potential that it can get buffed in the hand before you end up playing it. 
uh, you just don't want the Beastmaster to pull the prime out of your te- out of your hand and put it on the board. Otherwise, then you'll be sad because exactly. there's a lot of value there. So, all right. Uh, next up, we have uh, Augmented Porcupine. It is a three mana two four beast. Death rattle. Deal this minion's attack damage randomly split split among all enemies. Um, I had this as a two. Like so I mean I'm I, I know you can buff these things, but like it's not always guaranteed and if you're doing you get a two four that randomly does two four worth of damage, it, it doesn't feel like this is a card worthy of super worthy of buffing, but I, I could be wrong on that, so yeah, I have it as a one. It is horrendously bad unless you buff it in your hand or buff it on the field somehow. Um, and I don't think the payoff is worth it because we had we used to have a card called like the Kodo Dispatch Kodo, I think that yeah. was a, a exactly this except it was basically a targeted yeah you uh, could target battle cry yeah uh, and that didn't see a lot of play so I don't know how one with a worse effect because it's death rattle and it's random would see play where and when dispatch kodo didn't either so i have one uh, if i was lee corso i would say not so fast my friend i actually like this card a lot and i actually like it better than the dispatch kodo i have it as a four i think it is a strong card i think the fact that you have these synergies in uh, not just the the ingenuity card that we're going to get to and the one mana minion that can buff something in your hand. The fact that you have cards like the regular good old Houndmaster and things like that. I think that it's it's going to be a pain to deal with, especially like if you're an aggro deck, because you're not going to want to deal with it and it's going to be able to pick off multiple creatures and then be able to do more damage when it dies. So I actually think it's a pretty good card and it's going to see quite a bit of play. Okay. Um, This may be one of my favorite uh, names in the entire set. We have a 10 mana spell, the Nagrand Slam. (laughs) 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 10 mana, summon 4, 3, 5, cleef hoofs that attack random enemies. This can go face. So, this does more than a, this, if an empty board does more than a pyroblast. Um, and if not, you get 12, 20 worth of stats for 10. Not, not the best thing, but it's interesting, so I gave it a 3. Yeah, it has a three. I think it's super interesting. I do think that it is a, like, fringe meta call type card in, like, a Highlander deck. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, it is like, well, I'm against a, a token deck and I don't have anything to do. Well, I just have this to kill off four of their minions. Or, and, have and then some... they all go face. and then they Yeah, that, that's also something that could happen. <laughs> I I was um, I immediately thought of like um, they amazing Reno me the turn before, <laughs> and then I play this and they take twelve and die. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just the fact that they can attack face is nice. The fact that they stick around is amazing. So, yeah, 
I have it as a three. I have it as a two. I, I ten mana spells need to do a lot, and I just don't think this does enough uh, consistently enough that you're going to want to put it in your deck. Uh, you don't have any way of reducing the cost. You don't have any way of determining what it attacks that they can't attack that until the following turn if they're still there. So I, I, outside of some really cool Trollden videos, I think this is too slow and doesn't really protect your face, which is probably what you need to do if you're playing a 10-mana spell. So next up, I have Machnathal Lion. It is a, and this is, we're moving into rares. It's a four mana, five, two beast rush battle cry. Choose a friendly minion, gain a copy of its death rattle. It's a five, two. Um, this, I'm not sure right off the top of my head, what death rattles you're trying to copy. I mean, you could potentially copy Zixor and, you know, the obvious, uh, Savannah High Mains. Um, there's a few other ones you could do, but um, just thinking off the top of my head. Um, so this, I gave it a three. I think this has potential in the future. Um, I'm not sure right now, so. I give it a two. Yeah. I don't really like it. I think that the Diving Griffin is much, much better. Um, and yeah, you can draw, you can play Diving Griffin and then get this but at the same time you actually want to have a minion to stick eventually which this isn't going to and also it doesn't have a death rattle to trigger off of so i don't know like it has to be it has to have a good death rattle trigger off of and i don't think there's one that you can consistently get so so i only have it as a two but the augmented porcupine then would be if you copied that effect which you'd be able to do before rushing it in and killing something which would be five damage in addition to the five damage that you rushed into something that seems solid to me i hadn't even considered copying the uh the the original zixar though as a two four with rush i i'm not sure if that's actually going to to stay alive long enough to do it but the value of this card is entirely based on what what uh, death rattles you're able to get down and stay down long enough to be able to play this. And so right now there might not be enough, but I think later on in the year there probably will be. Okay, so next up we have a uh, pack tactics. It is a it's a secret, so it's two mana secret. When a friendly minion is attacked, summon a three three copy of it. Um, I give this a three. I think this is a, a solid secret for the uh, Hunter's tool bag. So I feel like this is a, a pretty decent one to add. So, yeah. Yeah, I have it as a three as well. It's at worst the same stats as a snake trap, just put into one body. And at best, that thing that it's copying is a... Um, is like a death rattle so it can get even better or like like it, it, and more active effect like the phase stalker right like if they only have that three damage going into the phase stalker and then it summons another copy of it and they can't kill that then that's great so yeah i have it as a three 
I have it as three as well. There was a secret that's rotated that when you attacked face, it would generate a random three three cost minion. Or oh, there was bear trap that uh, not bear trap. Three, three. It was. Are you thinking wandering monster? Wandering oh, monster. Yeah. That's the card. You you were typically pretty happy with a three three body coming out of the wandering monster, um, and so I think that a lot of times. Hunter would actually prefer having a 3-3 copy of something they wanted to put in the on the board. And I think about something like the Hell Board that uh, we're going to get to that then has a Death Rattle that can trigger uh, and potentially help you as well. So I, I think this is going to end up being one of the better, better Hunter traps uh, for the next two years until it rotates. So yeah. I like it. Three. Okay, next up we have Scrapshot. It is a four mana spell. Deal three damage. Give a random beast in your hand uh, plus three plus three. So it is essentially flanking strike where you don't get a beast on the board. It just goes onto a beast in your hand. Um, I have it down as a three because you have to take the effort to play the beast out the next turn or later on. So you have to kind of you can't play this on turn three and have a board presence. Um, like, if we're we're talking about potentially buffing beasts in our hand, it's got some potential because it also does something else. But I don't think it's super. Like, I don't think it's uh, super powerful. So, I have this as a one. I think it's horrendous. I think that you compare this to flanking strike and you just cry. Yeah, it is very like, crazy. The three three on the board is so much more impactful than three three in your hand, and you don't even get to choose what it goes on to. It could go on to something that you're not going to be playing for another five turns. Like that's so bad. If you could at least choose what it's going on to, then I might be more willing to be like, yeah, okay, I could see it. But the fact that it's random is just so horrendously bad. Um, like, I don't even think this is better than Baited Arrow, and that's why I played for, like, a week in Spell <laughs> Hunter, and then it was, like, immediately caught. Or, like, at least, like, after the fr- after Rouskan's Rumbo, nobody saw Baited Arrow. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. Like, that that was a worse card than Flanking Strike, and I think that this is a worse card than Baited Arrow. So, I think that we never see this, so I have it as a one. So I think Flanking Strike's easily a four. I think Marked Shot, which is the four mana, do four damage to a minion and get a spell, is also better than this. Uh, but I still think this is a an okay card, and I think it will see a little bit more play than, than Nikolaus is giving it gi- giving it credit for, uh, specifically because I think I think a buffing your beast in hand uh sort of deck is going to be a one of the better versions of hunter uh maybe not uh right right away like this next expansion but as we get further along into the year so i gave it a three uh it's hard when you have comparable spells that are so much so good to compare it against that are very similar uh, but I think this card's still still pretty solid in its own right. Okay, next up we're going to our uh, commons. Um, so we have Hellbore. One mana, two, one, beast, death rattle. Give a random uh, beast in your hand, plus one, plus one. 
Um, it's kind of an effect we've seen before in uh, Hunter. I'm not super impressed with it, so I gave it a two. I gave it a one. Um, I don't know if anybody listening was around when Cobalt, um, Mean Streets of Gadgetson was a thing. Yeah. But there was a hand buff Hunter, and it was horrendous. And nobody played it because the hand buff mechanic is, in my opinion, inherently bad. Yeah. yeah there I is one card that. that we haven't gotten to yet that I do think is better, but that's also tacked on to draw a card. Um, so one mana, two one isn't great. You know, you like to have that health a little bit higher so it can actually stick on the board. Um, and all you're getting is plus one, plus one. Also not great. So I don't know why I would play this over like anything else, like the um, the Dwarven Sharpshooter, the Battle Mage. Like, why would I ever play this over those? So, one. Yep. Three. I I actually do believe that the the hand buff hunter is going to work this time, and very very well could be wrong, as 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 you've suggested that in the past they've tried to get it to work. But if you're playing if you're playing that deck, you're playing this card. And I think it's a solid beast regardless. I mean, we played Fiery Bat for a while, but that does one damage to a random target when it dies. Okay, so... so I, I think it's okay. Yeah. Next up, we have Imprisoned Felmaw. Uh, it's a two-mana, 5-4 demon. Uh, dormant for two turns. When this awakens, attack a random enemy. I think this is not good, so I gave it a one. Yeah, I was close. I gave it a two. Um, because one, it's not a very good top deck. You basically only can play it on turn two or turn three. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are probably better things you can be doing than passing the turn when board control matters so much. Um, and then random enemy also means face. So it, like, the, like the idea is that you play it and then you kind of seed the board for a turn and then like this attacks and presumably kills something and you catch up but it can also just go face and then you're sitting there like well damn it you know i i've lost the board and i don't have a catch-up mechanic anymore so i have it as a two i it's two bordering on one for me i don't i don't like anything about the particular card it does not the the extra stats on it do not make me want to wait two turns for it to randomly attack something because then I can't attack with it until the following turn and it's definitely dead by then. So I don't. Okay. Final hunter card we have is scavengers ingenuity. It is a two minute spell draw beast. Give it three plus three plus three. Uh, I have that down as a three. Um, It draws a card and it buffs. It seems pretty solid for two mana. So, yeah, I've added a three. It might be a four, but it's at least a three. I agree. Um, like the the standard body, I guess, is a one one or a two one death rattle for that draw card. Um, instead, you're getting a plus three plus three, and it's targeted, like or it's only going to be onto a beast. So if you can sculpt your deck into a way that ha- that beast matters, um. I think it's very strong. Um, like I was saying before with the Zixor, I think that if you're able to draw a Zixor, have it die, and then like immediately play Scavenger's Ingenuity to 
draw the prime. I think that's fantastic. Um, there might be some other beasts that you would like to give plus three, plus three to as well that are like pretty cheap. Um, I don't think any of them are worth playing over the Zixor, so I don't know. Um, but it's a thing that you can do, I guess. So I have it as three. I'm going all in with this for card draw beast buffing uh i think of things like call to adventure that saw play this is a targeted and it it costs less than call to adventure it is a little bit bigger buff than call to adventure and i think that it's it's yeah you can sculpt your deck to make sure that you get a a, a really good target out of this otherwise you just if you're running a, a decent number of beasts you're probably pretty happy with whatever you end up drawing being plus three plus three bigger than it it normally is okay that's hunter so let's move to mage all right we're starting with the mages the mage prime is astromancer solarian it is a two mana three two spell damage plus one death rattle shuffle the prime version into your deck the prime version is seven mana seven seven demon also spell damage plus one battle cry cast five random mage spells targets enemies if possible uh i don't know i'm not a fan of this card i don't particularly like uh the or i don't necessarily get where it goes um it's a the the front half is okay i'm not sure where the spell damage helps you on the front half of this on the back end maybe it helps but the five and, and but f casting five random spells seems dicey even if they are going to potentially target enemies if that's possible so i gave this a two okay um i gave it a three um i feel like this is interesting um it casts only mage spells so that's also interesting but it's a weird position and i'm not exactly and number two you get the the uh plus one spell damage so the, those blizzards it casts is gonna be three damage blizzards and five damage flame strikes and stuff like that arcane nova you know frost novas uh arcane intellects that kind of stuff you'll be able to cast so I think this at least has some potential. You know, some of the new spells would be very interesting to have it cast. Deep Freeze. So, um, I think this is a three, personally. I have this as a four, mostly because I do see it fitting into Highlander Mage. Mm -hmm. um, like, the spell damage isn't super impactful, but the fact that it is... There's only one spell that it can cast that you're like damn it and that's conjurer's calling basically everything else is either giving you a secret it's giving you some sort of minion on the board it's drawing you cards it's freezing the enemy it's doing a board clear it's fireballing something like there's not a lot of bad outcomes from this yeah you don't have to worry about eating a pyroblast yeah that pyroblast is going to them <laughs> so somewhere there it's going i don't know it's which... gonna hit the one one just so you know well it's better Lacky. than hitting my face so yes. yeah 
So I I've been I've been burnt on way too many liking way too many mage legendaries, and so maybe that is uh, maybe that's why I'm downgrading this one a little bit more. But yeah, you you make you make some interesting points. The other legendary is a legendary spell. It is one mana. It is evocation. Fill your hand with random mage spells at the end of your turn. Discard them. You're adding a bunch of random spells to your hand. That, so you're going to want to play this in the mid to late game. And you're going to want to not to have a bunch of cards in your hand when you do this. And then you're still not guaranteed to actually want to play anything that it draws. So while I think this spell is interesting and could be useful, it feels way more niche than uh, seeing widespread play. So I gave it a three, but it's probably borderline to me to being a two. Oh, I gave it a three as well. Pretty much, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna fit in Highlander. And you're going to be able to use it at some point in time. And the likelihood of it being nothing that you want to play is going to be small, in my opinion. So I feel like this has um, some potential to swing you back um, into the game. So I like it as a three. I have it as a two. I've played a bunch of Highlander Mage. And I think that especially with Luna's Pocket Galaxy rotating, it's going to be quite difficult to empty your hand to the point where you're getting significant value from this um and yeah there's a lot of bad spells that you can be getting and there's no guarantee that you could get anything useful um and i don't know like this is it seems really like last chancy but mage has a lot of other last chancy cards that are better than this so i think that there's just too much of that so this probably gets cut okay yeah i I guess the when i say don't want to play i I mean more of just lacking kind of impact that Mm -hmm. that you would want if you're if you're getting get using this as a as a way to find something so um Next up is the epic spell Apexus Blast. It is a five mana uh, deal five damage, so meaning it can go face. If your deck has no minions, however, it summons a random five cost minion as well. So this is one of, I think, two payoff cards that you have uh, for a spell-only mage deck. Uh, It's a, a cheaper... Uh, Firelands Portal and Firelands Portal was probably like easily a four or or better. I think this I have this as a three, but it's like it's you're definitely paying it in the spell only mage deck. It's whether or not the spell only mage deck is good enough that it sees a bunch of play. And if it is good enough to see a bunch of play, then this is a four. Um. I have it down as a two right now, bordering on one. I I agree with you right now that, but I don't see that being this payoff being worth it in this set. So I don't see it being played almost anywhere. This is the one. Yeah. Do not play spell mage. There is no payoff for spell mage. 
one of the reasons why Spellhunter could work is the fact that they had weapons mm-hmm. and they had a lot, a lot of spells that generated minions onto board. Think about Flanking Strike, think about Spellstones, think about Animal Companion, think about To My Side. Mage has Power of Creation, which is 8 mana. It has Deep Freeze, which is 8 mana. It has Mirror Images, which is zero twos, And then this. You're not getting minions. Yeah. Why would you not just put minions into your deck? Not having minions is not worth a two mana discount on Firelands Portal. I'm sorry. It, it this is a one. I just I just feel like they might have more support in this in the future to not completely write it off. So right now that's almost like I feel like it's a one right now, but I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt with the two. I'm giving it no benefit of the doubt. It's a one. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Apex's smuggler, the other epic minion. It is a two mana two three. After you play a spell, after you play a secret, excuse me, discover a spell. Mage secrets are expensive, so you're paying five mana to discover a spell. That seems not worth it to me, even with a 2-3 body in addition to it, so I gave it a two. Uh, one. Next. Two. Next. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we move on to the rares. Our first one is a eight mana spell called Deep Freeze. Freeze an enemy, summon two, three, six water elementals. So the standard water elemental. So, uh, I mean, you're paying full freight for two watermelon. I keep wanting to say watermelons. Water elementals, and you're getting a free freeze on something. So. So you put this in your spell-only mage deck, and I'm not quite sure where else it goes, because there's not really a a great need for... There's nothing like the death... The the DK Jaina for you getting lifesteal or something off of your elementals, so I don't don't know. I've got this at a three, but it probably should be a two. Um, I have it as a two because I feel like sometimes you want to cast this with Dragon Caster, <laughs> Hunter and Six. I mean, you'd rather cast Power of Creation, but I I think you can. Some decks might find a spot for it, but yeah, I don't think it's having any wide widespread use right now. I have this as a one. This is taking Power of Creation. And instead of get, discovering two six drops, you're taking like the absolute low roll of a three six and saying you get this instead. And then the bonus is you get to freeze a target, which the value of that is about half a mana. If we're taking in like freezing potion and rare frost and stuff like that into account, the value of freezing an enemy is about half a mana. Mm-hmm. Um. So for the low, low price of an extra half mana, you get an absolute <laughs> low roll on your power of creation. This is a, not a good deal. It is horrendously bad. I'm giving it one. Okay. Well, when you sell it like that... 
I still think it. Ha- I still think it has rare niche cases in the future. So that's why I gave it a two. Like if this comes off like the amazing Reno, yay! I'm happy, but I'm not putting this in my deck. Ever. I didn't say. I didn't say you put it in your deck. I just said it has rare niche cases. That's why I gave it a two. All right. a rare spell font of power. It says discover a mage minion. If your deck has no minions, keep all three. So this is the other payoff card that Nikolaus doesn't think is worth it for spell mage. Uh, the one mana spells that give you minions, uh, like the the mech one in Warrior. Omega Assembly. Omega Assembly. There's a two mana one in Druid, if I recall correctly. Crystal Song Portal, if you had no other minions in hand. And, yeah. yeah, so sim- similar to that. Both of uh, one saw a lot of play one has seen almost no play i kind of split the difference and said a low three on this but uh i'm rapidly souring on the whole uh spell only mage deck for some reason maybe (laughs) as well and uh so you guys what do you think uh, I gave it. Uh, I did. I couldn't stomach giving it a one, so I gave it a two. Why would you not just put mage minions into your deck rather than discover than getting three random ones? I know. Omega I know. assembly. Omega assembly was good because it didn't cost you anything except for getting to turn ten which you were doing like every single game. And then all of those things had rush basically because you were playing Dr. Boom as well. So to me, the best thing about this card is it's flavor tax. It's a one. <laughs> That's fair. Because it's always cooler to beat your opponent with a random Archmage Antonitis than one that you actually put in your deck. That that would be, I guess, my only, my only observation there. And speaking of observation, our last rare card is an Imprisoned Observer. Three mana, four, three, four, five, Demon. Dormant for two turns. When this awakens, deal two damage to all enemy minions. Uh, you play this on curve, doing two damage on five when it awakens doesn't feel like it's going to have that much of an impact. And that's kind of, to me, what I would consider to be the perfect world situation. So I'm not sure when you want to play this. So I said a two, but this is this is close to a one to me because four fives are kind of difficult uh, dealing with four and other four and five drops when it would come alive. I have as a one. I don't think this is give it a one point. mage. This is a one. <laughs> exactly. This is something. This isn't something Do like it. the demon hunter one where like the demon hunter one was random so it was hard to be and it could go face so it's like um if i don't play anything i'm taking a pyroblast if i do play something it could kill off like three or four minions whereas you can see this coming you can be like okay if there's anything that has two health off i'm killing it off and if i have the ability to i'm keeping everything that isn't like above that two health threshold so a lot of the time this isn't really doing anything except saying hey make your trades now which is not something I really like yeah. doing. And yeah, so this is a one to me. It is now a one on my screen. Yes. There it yes. is. 
Yes. You got me we to did change it. one last <laughs> last time. It happened much sooner during the it took to the neutrals for you to get me to switch one before to one before. So Encanter's Flow, common spell, two mana. Says reduce the cost of the spells in your deck by one. Uh lots of expensive mage spells would be worth discounting. Um Obviously, if you're playing a spell-only deck, that's even better. I I have a three, but it's probably a two. Um, I have this as a three as well. The fact that you can, like, I can see this in Highlander, just slotting it in, just reducing a lot of the height. Okay, Nikolai's is shaking his head, but okay. <laughs> uh, I have this as a two. Okay. Um, I, I understand the idea about Highlander, but, like, how many spells do you have in Highlander Mage? It's actually not a lot. Like, a lot of them are minions. And so, yeah, I like, guess you're get, right. Yeah, because you play Poker To get, like, proper value out of it, you need to discount a lot of spells to, to warrant the spot, right? So, like, yeah. if you say that you need to discount five spells, so you're, you're paying two mana, and then you're getting essentially three mana free if we say that's fine and there's what let's just say there's 10 spells then you have to draw this like at least halfway before you draw your other spells i think that's kind of asking a little bit too much for this to be consistently worth a slot in your deck um sometimes it will be so i'm giving it a two but most of the time i don't think it will be so okay Netherwing Portal, a new secret for Mage. It is three mana. It says, after your opponent casts a spell, summon a random four-cost minion. Uh, this is not the worst secret that Mage has had, uh, but it doesn't feel great to me. There's a lot of variance in what you'll get stat-wise in four mana. Uh, so... Unless I'm playing this for free somehow, I don't really want to play it. So it is a two to me. I saw it as a little bit more high value. I know there is a bit of variance in what the minion you can pull out of it is, but it pulls a minion, it puts a minion on your board that your opponent potentially has to deal with before their net, before their turns out. And it's something that they may not have planned for. And for that, I like the fact that they might have to throw out coin and then completely change their plans because of what this does. So I give it a three. I have this as a one. Okay. Why would I pay three mana for a random four cost minion when I could just put a random four put a four cost minion into my deck? Element I, of surprise. Yeah, I like I like the secret. I like what it does. So, but that's just personal. I, I don't prefer. think getting a one mana discount on a four cost that is completely random is worth it. I think I'd rather just what put about, a four cost minion. What about if you could get a two cost discount because you played Encanter's Flow first? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we're playing two cards. We're playing two cards, <laughs> which cost a total of four mana. To just get play the, a... just play, just play the four mana minion. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. 
Star Scryer is our last card for Mage. It is a two mana common minion. It is three attack, one health, death rattle, draw a spell. I like the three attack. Uh, one The one health kind of bothers me a little bit because it can be pinged down with hero powers. The fact that it draws from a specific subset of cards from your deck, I think is pretty good. I, I'm going to give this a three overall. Um, I gave it a two. I, it's a little... Uh, because drawing mage spells is great, generally. Uh, just a three one. I'm just not a huge fan on the body, so I went down to a two for that. I have it as a three. It's essentially plus one attack on a loot hoarder. So, yeah, meh, we, why not? We've, we've seen other three ones that do a specific thing that 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 the class wants to do and see play. And I think, yeah, that, I think a mage obviously wants to draw a spell, so that's why I think it's going to see play. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to Paladin. So let's keep going. All right. Paladin. We start off with Lady Leontrin. The hero portrait now gets a card. <laughs> it is a 7 mana 4 6 battle cry. Add a copy of each spell you cast on a friendly character's this game to your hand. I initially had it as a 1. I now have it as a 3. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Libram of Wisdom. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Libram of Wisdom is exactly why I think that this is anywhere close to playable. And I will talk more about that when we get to that card. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can see that. Um, I had it down as a three as well. I feel like that there's... Put it might not be the greatest right now, but there's potential for it to... Um, do a lot more in the future with when we have more cards in play. So, I have it as a three as well. I it's definitely the seven mana one one that got all the spells that you casted on friendly minions this game. Which what was that one called again? I was trying to find it. Yeah, for the life. It's of a cobalt and catacombs. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. You played it that with the. Uh, that one you didn't see play, but the problem with it was it put all the buffs on one body that was then on the board that all you had to do was silence it, and you had a 1-1 then. This gives you the spells in your hand, and then you get to re replay them. You have to pay for them, obviously, but you get a bunch of spells potentially in your hand. And so I think this is definitely a better card than that, um, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see just how much play it actually gets because 4-6 on 7 seems very understated. I do want to say that card actually did see play. Yeah, it did. Quite with, a um, bit. It did. Yeah. Especially in... I, I thought you said it didn't. I, I said it didn't see much play. Okay. Yeah, it did see quite a bit of... It did see a, a good amount of play, especially because Spike Ridge Steed was a card that was in standard. And right. even just getting one copy of it on this made it at least okay and then potion you know, of heroism you get two and potion of heroism and flash of light and everything on it made it pretty good for the uh the uh holy wrath and uh horseman yeah. decks yeah all right the prime mcgur mcgurgle <laughs> god two mana two one divine shield murloc 
death rattle summon McGurgle Prime into your deck. Uh, and then eight mana McGurgle Prime, six three Divine Shield Battle Cry summon four random Murlocs. Give them Divine Shield. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of people say that this is like, hey, it's like build your own board and it's good and stuff like that. And I just look at it like Murlocs are bad. Why do I want more Murlocs? Um, yes, they have Divide and Shield, but they probably only have like one health anyway. So I give this a two. I also had it as a two. I just... It's a 2-1 with Divine Shield for 2, and then a 6-3 with Divine... Yeah, I just... I don't think it's great. There's too much variation in Murlocs to to really make a consistent difference, so... And Lanessa Sunsorrow is the the card we're talking at. I just found it. I just (laughs) found it was going to say the same thing. I think think this card's good in a Murloc deck... Uh, Prime gives you the opportunity to basically create a another set, a board that your opponent has to deal with when it comes to that. Outside of that, I don't think you're running this card, so it's real. Real quick, this... mage. Real quick counter argument: tip the scales. Counter yes. argument: prismatic lenses is rotating. Yeah, I know, but if you're gonna play, if you're gonna play Murlocs, you'll probably. I mean, uh, anyways, yes. No, I, I'm saying that in addition to having you know tip the scales, you're hopefully set it. You, you hopefully set this up to be able to play this card and then tip the scales, or or vice versa, and then that's just an extra board of Murlocs that your opponent has to deal with. Yeah, no, I know well, the, the problem is wanna... tip tip the scales pulls this card too. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is that's the thing you don't want is this card coming out rather the via tip the scales than actually have being able to play it from hand because then you lose a board of Murlocs basically. So, yep. Uh, by by the strictest definitions, I think that means this is a two, but I gave it a three because I like Murloc Paladins. So there we go. Okay, next card. Libram of Hope is a 9-mana spell, restore 8 health, summon an 8-8 guardian with taunt and divine shield. I have it as a 2, it might be a 3, but I don't think that even with the discounts on the Libram, it's going to be consistently good. Um, You really need to get it down to like at least 6 for it to be playable in my opinion. Um, which is like basically two of them, two of the discounts, mm-hmm. which yeah is iffy. So I have it as a two. I also had it as a two. It's too expensive. I mean, it's nice to get an eight eight taunt with divine shield, but it's a lot to put on. Like this is going to protect me. So yeah, I I think it's. It's gonna have niche cases, so make that unanimous. I have it as a two as well. It costs too much at nine. If silence ends up being an issue, uh, the taunt and divine shield are not gonna stop something from hitting you in the face. And if they're doing if they're silencing this, that eight health probably isn't gonna save you either that you got from it. So, mm-hmm. all right. 
Underlight Angling Rod is a 3-mana, three 3-2 three weapon. After your hero attacks, add a random murloc to your hand. I have it as a 3 because I think it's very similar to the other 3-mana, three 3-2 three weapons that we see. And getting a murloc to your hand isn't the worst, but murlocs aren't generally very valuable, so I don't value it too highly. So I'm putting it at three. I also had it as a three. I feel like, yeah, that it's not the best thing in the world, but it's still a three-two weapon for three that you'll probably take in a more aggressive paladin deck. And then cheap bodies to throw on the board, potentially chargers after that, so... Yep, I like it as a three. Paladins had three mana, three attack weapons in the past, and they've been pretty solid. I think this one is definitely going in your Murloc deck because it gives you more random or more Murlocs to your hand uh, and allows you to control the board or go face with, with the weapon itself. It might see play outside of that because there's not... I'm trying to think of what other three three mana uh weapons might be available to paladin right now and i'm drawing a blank on them so this might be if you're looking for something other than true silver champion to play this is possibly something you'd consider so i gave it a three as well all right alador truth seeker five mana four six taunt Battle cry reduce the cost of your Librams by two this game. I have this as a four because it is quite good when it's hitting Libram of Wisdom and Libram of Justice and um, maybe even the Libram of Hope depending on what the meta is. But getting a two cost discount uh, is exceptional. And that's and for the I, rest of the game. That's not yeah. if they're they're not. It doesn't matter if they're in your deck or in your hand. It, yeah, you just get them. So this is aura, a phenomenal basically. discount. Yeah, it's basically an aura. So yep, I have it as four, and it's taunt. So it's not like you get punished by like I'm just going to go phase. Yeah, no, and no, it's like, a it's a decent this. body on turn. Uh, turn five. Four, I mean, we're playing four fives right yeah, now. Exactly. It's shield Galacron. So this is one more health. Exactly. So, yeah, I had it as a four as well. I really like this as a four, so I have it as a three only because I think you're the the extra value from the battle cry obviously requires you to run Librams in your deck and and while I think that they're going to be good enough to see play across a number of different styles of Paladin deck, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. And so it doesn't quite fall under the evil miscreant fungal mancer definition of a four. So it's just a really good card in, 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 a, in a Librum deck and possibly more. But the Shield of Galacron comparison actually is a, a really solid one and, and one uh, that I had not considered. So this is probably now borderline four for me. All right, next card is Imprisoned Sun Gill, a 1-mana 2-1 Murloc Dormant for two turns. When it awakens, summon 2-1-1 Murlocs. This is a easy one. It is horrendous basically any single turn except for turn 1. And even on turn 1, 
like it awakens and you get the minions on turn three and we have a card that's just better it's called skyclaw so i don't know why i would ever want this even in a murloc deck i want to be aggressive from turn one i don't want to like wait two turns three turns to attack with this and they're one one so it's not going to be as impactful at all when it comes when it comes time for them to attack i think this is one of the worst cards in the set it's an easy one easy one for me too it was a two it's now a one for exactly the reason yes. that you're saying because yeah Merlo murlocs thrive are the, the way murloc decks win is by on turn one putting a murloc down and being able to start going face right away you do not want we didn't see the shaman quest that gave you a big murloc and a, that gave you uh, a handful of murlocs because you wanted a murloc on turn one and be able to start the snowball from right there you certainly do not want to wait two turns to get a two one and two one ones so it is a one. That's two so far. That's <laughs> uh, Libram of Wisdom. This is the big payoff card. I'm seriously tempted to give it a five, but right now I have it as a four. Give a minion plus one plus one in death rattle. Add a Libram of Wisdom to your hand. All you need is a single outdoor truth seeker to be played and the rest of the game these Librum of wisdoms co cost zero you can yep. put it on a minion trade it put it on another minion trade it put it on another minion trade it hero power put it on that minion great you've got zero mana for plus four plus four wow and, and then lady Ledrum <laughs> fills up your hand yes and this is why i think that Lady Liadrin is good because every single Librum of Wisdom that you play, you get a copy of that to your hand. If you play six Librams, you're getting six of those to your hand. So every single turn, you can give a minion plus six plus six. Or you could spread it out because you want to not be as vulnerable to silence. Sure. It basically means that you can trade up for the rest of the game, which I think is incredible. So I'm giving this an easy four, maybe a five. Um, I, I can't see zero mana plus one plus one for the rest of the game being bad. I can't. No, I have it as a four as well for those reasons. I mean, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So <laughs> I have it as a three. It does require you to find your, your Aldor to get that discount. And so there is some some ordering that you need to do in order to, to ensure that you actually get that that's that value train going uh it's probably i mean if the if the librams are going to work in paladin this is going to be one of the big reasons why between this the aldor and lady eliadrin and so it's it's just how, how much do you bet on that that actually being good enough and it on paper it sounds really good and I, I'm just not so sure. So I, I'm erring on a on the side of caution with a three. Okay, next card we have is Alador Attendant. Two mana, two, three. Battlecord reduce the cost of your Librams this game by one. I have this as a two because I think that the other Alador is so much better that you basically don't even need to run this guy. 
like maybe you do one of them but like i i think that getting a one discount on everything is not worth it you really want to be hitting the two so i i don't think that slot is necessary i think you can run better cards than a two mana two three so i have it as a two um i had it as a three i think it's a it's a solid body for a two drop um and that if you're playing uh librams you probably i know what you're saying that you want the big two drop but you want some insurance to make sure that you're getting some sort of discount and with this at least your Libra of wisdom goes down to one and makes it much more reasonable too so i i liken this to the beckoner of evil which was the two mana two three that buffed Cthun. uh it ended up getting dropped because the other Cthun cards ended up being so much better and so much easier for buffing your Cthun. I think it's the same sort of scenario. I think there's other two drops that you probably want to run in Paladin than this. And you've got the other Aldor as being kind of the, all I need is to hit it once and all the Librams, uh, all the, the two cost Librams are free or the Libram of Justice, which we're getting to, suddenly becomes a lot a, a lot better uh, cost-wise. So I think, I think you probably do end up skipping on this one. So... Other than it being just a two mana two three, it's probably not worth really running that often. So probably sees play initially and then falls out of lists, so I gave it a two. Alright, Hand of Adal is a two mana spell or give a minion plus two plus two and draw a card. This is fantastic. This is four stars at least. Um You're just you're giving a minion plus two plus two on the board. And then you're drawing a card. Like, this is so much better than any th one card draw card that we have. So. Yeah, I had it as a four as well. It reminded me, it's, I, I likened it just uh, comparing it to Paladin buffs of the past. Sound the bells. I know you can't keep repeating it, but it's still a plus two, plus two. And like you said, you draw a card. So I have it down as a four. We've seen cards in this set that you pay two mana and you draw a card. We know that two plus two plus two is usually worth two mana. So you're getting basically four mana worth of stuff for two mana. And at it, you know, it replaces itself in your hand by that draw effect. So it's it's a four. It's going to be... I, I, I struggle to find a deck where you wouldn't want to run this card. Okay. All right. And the last card is Librium of Justice. It is a six mana spell. Equip a one for weapon. Change the health of all enemy minions to one. Kind of like a quality, except it doesn't hurt your own board. Um, and it costs six. But if hey, if you play that Eldor guy, then it becomes a four. And if you play both of them, it becomes a two. And you get a weapon on top. Yeah, so that weapon can immediately swing into one of the things that you just beat down to one health, you know? Um, so at least it's always going, like, one for one. Exactly. Probably more than that, because, you know, you can trade in with your minions, and, you know, maybe some of them survive, because your minions aren't at one health. 
Um, so I think that this is good at four mana. I think this is fantastic at two mana. I have it at th uh, three stars. Um, I had it as four. I like it as the control tool. It, like you said, it comes with a. It's a self-clear, too. You at least get to clear one minion. So that's why I like it. You don't have to combo it with anything else to, to clear at least one minion. So so you can clear that. You can shrink and essentially deal with the problem if you absolutely have to. So uh, It's, I mean, this is going to be a strong card in the, in the decks that it's in. It is a great control tool. And... Uh, you know, definitely gives you a reason to want to run uh, Librams and then the, the discount cards. So it's a three and it can be, I mean, I think this is right there with with the Libram of Wisdom as being like two reasons you really want to try running those cards. Yes, I like it. Okay, so next we are moving to Priest. And we'll start off with their legendary minions. First up, we have the Re Reliquary of Souls. It is a one mana, one three, death rattle, shuffle, Reliquary Prime into your deck. And Reliquary Prime is a six eight taunt lifesteal. Only you can target this power, uh, this with spells and hero power. Um, I have this as a four, especially with some of the spells we're getting. I feel like this is a very powerful uh minion for priests like being able to to for you to target it but your opponent cannot i feel like is really big for it so maybe i'm overestimating that but i remember the i know the the one specific beast that had it didn't see a lot of play but you'd obviously take it a lot of times off rexar but i don't know so i kind of feel like this is has some real potential with this set so I have it as a one. Ah, well, there um, you go. I think that the lifesteal isn't very valuable in Priest as a class um, because of the hero power and because they, they have a lot of other effects that heal their hero. Um, so that's kind of not very good. Um, and then as far as, like, only you can target this with spells and hero powers, that's, like, fine. But a lot of the removal stuff that we have are battle cries this does nothing against any of that this does nothing against like or even a rotten ass drake it does or... nothing against a deadly shot it does nothing against a reno it does nothing against a well the other the amazing reno this does nothing against um like any board clear like um like twisting word. nether or the shadow flame or like rune that with yeah Reese like just got, so... ends up dying because of that you use the card on your own it, that kills your own minion yeah like there there's so many easy ways to kill things that can't be targeted especially this late into the game like one of the reasons why fairy dragon and the fell wing are seeing some play is because it's hard to kill them at turn two and turn four. It is significantly easier to kill them on turn seven, especially after you have to have it die, go through your deck and draw it again. I okay. give it a one. All right. I give it a three 
Uh, a low three. I, I think the one three um, at first is okay. And I, I I think there is some merit to running the, the, the seven mana six eight and being able to force your opponent to have to hit into it potentially. But as you said, there is a lot of single target removal that that should still be able to counter this. That's why I don't think it's it, it can be rated higher than that. So I think it'll yeah. I think it'll see a little bit of play at least for a while. Yeah, maybe I was wrong on that one. I am fully willing to admit that that's probably a little bit high. So yeah, I take it down. I'm gonna take it down to a three after that. I still I still I hear what you say, Nicholas, and yeah. I don't disagree. So next up, we have seven mana soul mirror. Summon copies of enemy minions. They attack their copies. So this is a very, very deliberate mass hysteria, essentially, where only your copies attack their copies. So it's pretty much a seven mana board clear. But if there's death rattles, you get the death rattles. If there's... You know, if they something doesn't get cleared, you get you keep copies. So, I feel like this is probably a high three. I'm not exactly sure where it fits in priest, just because it. Ha- I mean, I mean they are losing mass hysteria, so I feel at least it feel, fills one chunk. But it's a very interesting board clear potential board clear that has some upside for you. So. I have this as a three as well. It is a deliberate board clear that does not go into Resurrect Priest. um, Yes. Which I think is important. Um, So I think that it is a three. I have it as a four. I think think it's... While I don't actually think of this as a board clear, what I think of it is kind of a... a, um, reduction of board presence by your opponent uh, simply because again if they have uh, stats that are such that the attack health is greater than the attack then these are just going to hit into each other and both are going to stay alive and so you're you're basically weakening your opponent's board state and potentially creating a board for yourself in the process all in one card and Outside of Resurrect Priest, I think that's something you're going to want to do. And so I think it's going to see a a lot of play in anything other than that. The question is, is anything other than that going to be good enough to see widespread play? Right now, probably not. But as we roll through the Year of the Phoenix and beyond, maybe maybe that does change. But on its face, I think this card is a four. Okay. So next up, we go into our epic minion or epic cards. We have Sethek Spellweaver, two mana, two three minion. After you cast a spell on a minion, add a priest spell to your hand. Um, I have it down as a two. Um, I mean, I don't think it's it replenishes cards in your hand, but I I don't know. I I don't see it being super. Uh, useful, but I mean, you do have color, the Sunstrider, the the seven, so there's always something potentially there. But yeah, so I have it as a two. I have it as a two as well. It's not Lyra the Sun Shard. It doesn't. If you get like a circle of healing, you can't cycle it, which makes it significantly worse. Also, Radiant Elemental is not in standard. Also, makes it significantly worse. 
Um, yeah, I have it too. You, I don't think you want to play this on curve because obviously you want to be able to cast spells on it as well. And so I'm not entirely sure when you want to cast this and the spells that you're getting are random. So I'm not sure what how excited to be on this. So it it's a two for me as well. Okay, next up we have Skeletal Dragon, a seven mana, four nine dragon. Uh, it is a taunt at the end of your turn, add a dragon to your hand. I feel like the dragon pool is going to be very good after the, the, uh, rotation. So as of right now, uh, I'm giving it a three. I'm not exactly sure. I feel like in a more controlly priest, it's very interesting, but it's not like super powerful. So I give it a three. I have it as a two. I don't think it's impactful enough like it has it probably gives you a decent card but i think it's too easy to get around mm -hmm. um like the nine health is cool but that four attack isn't doing a whole lot at that stage of the game um yeah and there's a lot of tools to get rid of it for not immediate value i don't know i i it might be a three, but I'm. I think it's a two. Mm -hmm. If it's a three, I like the card a lot. I think that uh, it, four nine stat wise is actually solid for seven mana. We've seen similar stat lines. Uh, at seven mana, usually it's a five nine taunt, so you're not actually giving up all that much. And uh, if you're playing Priest Mirrors, the four attack might actually be better than five attack in in some instances as well. So gives you a at least one dragon the turn that you play it. Uh, I'm hoping Dragon Priest is going to be a thing again, and I feel like this is one of the cards that does that, makes that a thing. Okay, um, now we're going to our rares. We have Wormrest, I mean Dragon Maul Sentinel. Battlecry, <laughs> it's a 2-1-1-4. Battlecry, if you're holding a dragon, gain plus one attack and lifesteal. Um, I have it as a three. If you're playing like a dragon-y priest, I mean, Wormrest agent saw play. That was a while ago, but I mean, the lifesteal is not the part that really matters. It's a 2-4 on two for having a dragon in your hand, so I think it's decent. I have it as a two. I think that the taunt on the Wormrest was so much more impactful than this lifesteal garbage, especially on turn two, where you probably haven't taken a lot of damage. Yeah. Um, and that taunt meant that you could actually protect a one drop, like a Northstar Cleric, um, even though that's not going to be in standard anymore. Rip. Um, <laughs> so I don't think that the effect that you get is that significant. And a lot of the time, like the Wormrest agent wasn't doing a whole lot like it, it, maybe it was just the the product of mean streets of gadgetson being completely busted but like a lot of the time it would be traded off for like a one drop and a weapon swing and they'd be going face right away anyway so this doesn't even have that taunt yeah that's fair so i don't i don't know i think it's a two okay I feel like i feel like this is uh, a meh card this isn't i i'm not i have this as a two i don't think even as somebody that wants dragon priest to be a thing 
I don't necessarily think this is a key card for that deck. And so if it's not a key card for that deck, then it's not very good. Okay, next we have Psychic Split. It's a five mana uh, spell. Give a minion plus one, plus two, summon a copy of it. Um, so apparently you can use it on opposing minions. So that's something. But I mean, five mana to summon a copy of something and giving it a little bit of a buff. I mean, I I don't know. It seems okay. So I gave it a two. Aceless Manipulator is still a card, people. Uh, it doesn't give you the plus one, plus two, but... It's basically the exact same thing otherwise and that has been nowhere close to playable for like two years now at least so i don't know if i don't see how giving plus one plus two makes it makes that playable now so it's a two i have it as a three only because i feel like there's something more to this than i'm missing um i like that it's better that it looks for some reason and you know faceless manipulator is definitely a good suggestion that maybe it's not um so i actually have in the comments this may just be a two or a one anyway but uh i i have listed it as a three and maybe it surprises me in some sort of combo-ish sort of thing because combo to me is one of the things i can't see in the cards until somebody kills me with it Okay, um, so we go to our commons. Uh, first up is a three mana spell, Apothesis. It's uh, give a minion plus two plus three and life steal. Um, puff the buff's not exactly huge, and life steal's not the best in priest, so I gave it a two. I have it a two. I'm seriously considering giving it a one. But I can I... see that. I'm I'm hesitating on giving it a one, but I think it is. Um, at least it's a very low two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have it as a two. It's. I, I don't know. It, it it seems like you'd want to be playing a minion or doing something better than a two th- plus two plus three buff and life steal. Yep. So, next up we have Dragon Maw Overseer. Um, it's a 3-mana 2-2 two, two minion. At the end of the turn, give another friendly minion plus 2 plus 2. Um, I give this a 3. Um, there was the card that gave minions plus 1 plus 1 at the end of the turn for 2. And so this is gives you plus 2 plus 2 and it cost 1 more. Uh, the stats don't go up as on the minion itself, so that's the the problem so it, it's probably closer to a two the more that i i've thought about it but i i will leave it at a three and i'll take my l if it's it, it's a three all right it's a two shadow uh, ascendant a... was the card sorry the two mana two two that buffed a friendly minion yeah yeah i have it as a two because it's not very impactful on the board and like, the only way that it doesn't die is if you have, like, exactly a taunt that it buffs, which is, like, the next card that you kind of want to be doing it into. But mm-hmm. that seems a bit specific, and it's really, really easy to deal two damage on turn three. To yeah. Minion. So I think it's 
bad. I think yeah. it's too. I like the end of turn effect. It's too tough for this thing to stay alive. Uh, it was hard to keep the Shadow Ascendant alive, and it, and you got to play it a turn earlier. This one, while the buff is a little bit bigger, it's it's still just as tough, if not tougher. So I have it as a two. Yeah, that's fair. I I was like, eh. I balked and I gave it a three. Um. So we have next up imprisoned homunculus. It is a two five demon dormant for two turns, taunt. So it's a two five for taunt for one that comes alive on turn three. Um. I have this as a two. I just don't really think it's all that super impactful. Um, it's, you know, so I gave it a two. I really want to give this a one. Right now I have this as a two. I think it's a one. Um, I, I think there the are only reason... niche cases. Yeah, I think the only reason why it's not a one is because it's actually not bad when you play it on one. Because it's not like Prius is doing anything anyway. And then, like, a 2-5 taunt on turn 3, it's not unreasonable for it to survive. And then you can heal it and do some other stuff to it. So it, it doesn't seem horrendously bad if you can get it down on turn 1. But I think that if you're getting it down any other turn, it's really, really bad. So, yeah. Two. I think the co- fact that it only costs one mana uh, is actually pretty good in that I think you can wait. It, Priest doesn't normally do anything early, and so you can... It's basically like you're not doing anything, and with it being one mana, you can really fit it in pretty much at any point, and then it's just another 2-5 taunt that your op- opponent has to count, account for. You obviously do not run this in the res deck. So again, it gets back to where how good are non-res priest decks. I think it's I think it's a three for non-res priest decks. Okay, and our final card we have renew. Uh restore three it's a one mana spell. Restore three health, discover a spell. Um I gave it a two. Uh, it's a little, it reminds me of Flash Heal. We used to cost zero to restore three health. Uh, but you get to, it replaces itself with another spell. But, I mean, the spells they've got in this set aren't great. So, but you do have a chance to dispel Soul Mirror. So, there's that is something. So, I, I, I think it's a two. I don't think it's impactful enough. And the Discover Spell Effect isn't super useful. So. Yeah, this might be a one. This is another one I'm thinking about being one, but yeah. I'm putting as two. Just because, like, at least it replaces itself. So it's not, like... It's costing you a deck slot, but at the same time, it could give you, like, something else that's useful. So it's not the worst. So, two. My my rationale for imprisoned homunculus being one mana and that being a good thing applies to renew as well. I think the it's not really that important that it does the three health, uh, although it could be okay. Specifically as your per, because you actually could put this in a res deck and it wouldn't be a problem. The discovering the spell it just 
one mana discover a spell might be worth it for priest just to be able to find an answer or find the th something else that you need so i gave it a three and i think it's going to see quite a bit of play okay and next up we have rogue all right we have rogue and we have it the first step for that is a comma that is the rogue prime it is a three mana three four with stealth that death rattle shuffle a, a comma prime into your deck a combo prime is a six mana six five that is permanently stealth now uh we talked about this card last week nikolai shared why prime might not be as good as i initially thought and um but i still like it and want to try it and there's definitely some some things going on synergies with stealth the stealth mechanic in this i don't know how good those are but i'm gonna give this a three because i want to i want to try it i i know i still kind of think that this has some potential i wanted to give it a four but i ended up on a three as well so i have it as a two um, I basically gave my reasons before. I think that it's very, very slow. Uh, I don't think it really fits in with any current rogue archetype or ones that might be created from this new expansion and rotation. Um, I think that having permanently stealth is extremely overrated. Um, yeah, so two. All right, okay. and the legendary minion is Shadow Jeweler Hanar. It is a two-mana 1-5 that says, after you play a secret, discover a secret from a different class. So you will always, depending on the secret that you play, you're always going to see the uh, a secret from the other three classes of the secret you didn't play. So uh, Rogue, you play a Rogue secret, you'll see a Hunter, Mage, Paladin, and so on and so forth obviously this tries to set up a some sort of secret rogue uh, uh, deck um secrets in rogue in the past have been terrible i would say would be putting it mildly uh the ones that are available in this set are interesting and probably better than the ones we've seen in the past but I don't know if they're enough to want to play this card and that style of deck. And the other problem I see with this is you have to then obviously spend the mana to play the the other secrets as well. And, you know, uh, mage secrets are expensive. You've got uh, hunter and rogue secrets that are, that are cheaper, but you know, I, I, I just, they feel more too reactive and it's like i'd rather be doing stuff as opposed to just playing secrets every turn so i gave this a two and but i i like the idea of trying to start start a new archetype with the with the class i also gave this a two i i mean you always get to replace a card but i don't really see it seeing any play right now i have this as a four i think <laughs> this is great I think that it is extremely hard to kill a 5 health minion on turn 2, especially That's if true. you coin it out. 
on turn one. Having a 1-5 on turn one is incredibly hard to deal with. The fact that it's very easy to chain off on this, like, um, you play this on turn two, you play a rogue secret, then you pick a paladin secret, and you play that, so you get two secrets from basically nothing, um, with, like, either another rogue or hunter one, whatever, in your hand, if you want. Like, I think it's very easy to get this snowballing, um... And I think that it's like basically always going to survive a turn. And if it's something that you play later, it's still good because you go two mana minion, two mana secret, and to like just chain off two or three or four secrets. Like it's it can be hard to deal with the Christmas tree at like at even in the late game. So yeah, I have it as a four. Okay. I hope I hope you're right because I think it'd be kind of interesting to see a secret focused rogue deck. And I do think that the secrets that Rogue has are significantly better than the garbage secrets that they got before. <laughs> yes, I would agree. That I I agree with that. I didn't give it a two because of the secrets in hand. So, all right. So one of those secrets is a two mana epic called Bam Boozle. It is, says when one of your minions is attacked, transform it into a random minion that costs three more. Um, okay, that's uh, that definitely feels like it's a pretty good secret. I said might be the best secret we've seen so far out of Rogue, and then you know we have one more that we can we can talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, is it is it enough? I don't know. Uh, I was pessimistic. I gave this a three just on its face. But if this ends up being good enough, then suddenly that opens the door to the Shadow Jeweler. It opens the door, obviously, to the the other uh, Rogue Secret in this set and uh, the Blackjack Stunner as well, which people are going to hate. Yeah, so I had it as a three as well. So I think it's pretty solid as secret. So I have this as a four, I think, for two reasons basically. The first one is lackeys. I'm just gonna trade my one one into your lackey, or I'm just gonna dagger your lackey, and then it transforms into a random four, four drop, drop. Yeah. and then you're really sad. And the other reason is evil miscreant. I'm just gonna trade into that one four. Oh my god, it's a six drop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's inc- I think that's always going to be worth two mana, so I think that it's a four. No, that that makes sense. The other epic minion is a Greyheart Sage. It is three mana, three three battle cry. If you control a stealthed minion, draw three card, draw two cards. Uh yeah. I mean we've there's some support for stealth in this in this set uh but rogue right now has a lot of other and better ways to draw two cards and it doesn't require running a three mana three three to do it so i said this is a two um yeah i had this as a two as well uh, i'm i'm not sure with the stealth support like you said they have gotten stealth support um 
I'm just not 100%. Like you, like Nikolai said, if it's too slow. So. So I'm actually giving this a four. <laughs> okay. Um, because they do have a one mana stealth minion that I think is very good. Yeah. Um, and there are other stealth cards that they can play that make it worth like a three three body is worth two ish two and a half mana let's just say two mana and drawing two cards is worth two mana so oh sorry three mana so basically getting like this is essentially a zero mana three three arcane intellect if you have a stealth minion which i think is not a very hard thing to do um yeah i have it as a four okay moving on to rares we have a the other secret it is ambush two mana after your opponent plays a minion summon a two three ambusher with poisonous uh we've seen a hunter secret secret like this exactly the same cost did exactly the same thing a two three with poison and that was a solid secret and an annoying secret to play around at the time so i gave this a three as well i gave that as a three as well i feel like yeah the two three with poison makes it super annoying so yep i have this as a two just for the reason that venom strike trap required a minion to be attacked um, which was generally one of the later things that was done in a turn, whereas playing a minion is generally one of the first things that's done, so it's a lot easier to play around. Whereas, like, I'm just going to play this minion, and oh my god, that's a poisonous thing. Well, okay, I have my backstab, I have my seal fate, I have my etc, etc to deal with it, as opposed to I'm going to, you know, play my minion, and then I attack, and then oh my god, I can't actually kill this poisonous thing. Um, so I do think this is the worst of the three secrets, yeah. and I have it as a two, but I don't think it's awful. Yep. This is like a high two, I think. Okay, next up is Ashtung Slayer, two mana, three, two, Battlecry, give a stealth minion plus three attack and immune this turn. So in order for the Battlecry to go off, it has to be a stealth minion, which... Um, there are. This is this is part of that stealth synergy that I was talking about in this set. Uh, obviously, this curves right into the spy mistress, the one mana stealth minion you were referring to, um, and then that means you can do six. You could do six damage, and you still have a one health minion on the board after that. I don't know if I want to do that. You'd want to potentially hit a comma or the prime or something else, I think. And I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's worth it, I guess. And so I gave it a two. I had it down as a three. I feel like, yeah, the fact that you can curve into the spy mistress, you'll play spy mistress turn one, ash tongue slayer turn two, um, and then <laughs> take six damage to the face or trade i assume it's pretty much always gone face but if you absolutely have to you can clear a a minion that's in your way so and then the three one still survives so they have to deal with it but i assume it's a basically a 
temporary plus three attack, so I think it's worth a three. I have this as a four. I'm thinking it might be a three, but it is very easy to trigger, I guess. Um, And it's not like it's only good on turn two. This is something that can scale very well into the late game. Um, For example, with a comma prime, um, it just has like nine attack and it's not going to die when it trades into something. Or it's just nine damage base, which is a lot of damage. Um, So I think it's very versatile. It also puts his body into play, which is not insignificant. Um, I think that needs a little... I think it's a little bit harder to like pull off than the Greyheart Sage. But um, yeah, I still have it as a four. Okay. Uh, last rare card is the Blackjack Stunner. It is a one mana one two battle cry. If you control a secret, return a minion to its owner's hand. It costs two more. Um, so I hear you like sap. And what if I told you you could get a one two body on it and make the and make that minion you just gave your opponent back uh, cost two more? That's going to piss some people off, not just on this uh, podcast, but probably some other people as well. Uh, I said that, or one of the things I was thinking was, this might be the reason to try and get Secret Rogue to work. And you've actually convinced me that maybe it didn't need need this necessarily, that this was good, the, the Secret Package and, and Hanar were good enough. But yeah, this this is uh, probably a four if you're running the secret package. Um, I have it as a five. Kill me now. I have this as a five. It's a targeted freezing trap. And the way to play around freezing trap is, oh, I'll just send in a one one. And this is like, ha ha ha, nope. <laughs> so and even even like even if you don't have a secret out it caught this is three mana like if you don't have a secret just sitting there it's three mana one mana yeah so, yeah. so like if you play bamboozle in this and they attack into it it's a random four drop and you've sent whatever it is to the hand and it costs two more one of the things that was annoying i i don't want to say it was like too annoying but like you don't want to really want to sap a Dragon Queen Alexstrasza, even though it's yeah. like an 8-8, eight eight, and it's like, oh my god, I need to deal with this. This is like, hey, your Dragon Queen costs 11, suck it. <laughs> You're not playing so... that Dragon Queen again, sorry. Not so sorry, actually. Yeah, so. Alright, okay. Uh, Cursed Vagrant, 7 mana, 7-5, seven Death Rattle, Summon, A7-5, Shadow with Stealth. Uh, Power creep, anyone? <laughs> we have a seven mana, seven five already in the game, and it sees zero play. I think this is going to see slightly more than zero play, so like 0.1% play. And so I gave it a two. I have it down as a two as well. Um, I don't, I don't know what kind of deck the the stealth buffs are going to want to be, but, like, this seems too slow, so I gave it a 2. 
Yeah, I think it's very slow. Like I was kind of saying with the comma prime, like the death rattle into stealth. Like I guess this is more immediate, but it's also seven and offers no immediate board impact. Um Yeah, and Ravenholt Assassin just crying. <laughs> um yeah. Well at least Ravenholt Assassin can't be silenced before it attacks. I guess. So yeah, I have it as a one. Mm-hmm. Next up is the two mana secret, uh, the third secret, Dirty Tricks. It says after your opponent casts a spell, draw two cards. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, this is this is worth playing if you're playing secrets, and uh, your opponent's always going to cast spells, and uh, it's. I think I think it's definitely better than the than the sage, which is which uh, gives you a body, and so I have this as a three. Um, I I I am really tempted to give it a five, but I I simmered down and gave it a four. Like this is just yes, I think you run this in almost any rogue deck as it. <laughs> It's just like okay, just cast a spell. Give it's two mana, draw three card or draw two cards, which is better than arcane intellect, which is the universal standard we look at. Requires your your opponent to do something they were probably already gonna do. So, yeah, this might take like a turn or two for it to trigger, but like half the time your opponent's gonna have the coin. Yeah, like that's a spell. So I think that this is super easy to trigger off um, and it's going to make your opponent not want to play spells. So if they're not playing spells, then I'm fine with that. (laughs) Exactly. How are they dealing with your board then? Yeah, so I'm fine with them, whether this is triggered or not. So I have it as a four. Okay, last up is the Spy Mistress. We've mentioned her a few times. One mana, three one with stealth. I mean, okay. Uh, we have obviously two ones with stealth. The 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 worgen that doesn't see worgen infantrider. But uh, this is one more health. It's stealth, so that at least it can't die um, with the hero power. So there is that, I guess. But I didn't think I would play this very much, so I gave it a two. I think there's enough support with the um, the Ashtung Slayer, so I gave it a three. I feel like th- with that, like those could be a package you could play in a more aggressive deck, and it's three damage that is hard to remove before it does what it's gonna do. So, yeah, I have it as a three as well. I do think that this stealth package does lean itself to a more aggressive rogue. Um, and part of that is like, this is very easy to kill whatever they play on turn two. Um, you know, maybe it doesn't survive, but it's either going to deal three damage phase, so it's going to kill a minion. Um, if, if you play the two mana guy that gives it the extra attack, then it can even kill, uh, the, uh, one five, um, the Hanar. It's one of the only ways I think you can kill it on turn when when it's played. 
Um, yep. Yeah, I th- I think it's a three. Okay, let's move into shaman. All right. Three classes left. Oh boy. Yeah. Lady Vash is a three mana four three legendary spell damage plus one and summon put Vash Prime into your deck. Guess the death right. Okay, cool. Um, Vash Prime is a seven mana five four spell damage plus one. Bow cry draw three spells. Reduce their cost by thirty. I have it as a two. Uh, I also have it as a two. Now, now I'm not going to argue for it, but it is essentially two mana free because you it's essentially casting Farsight three times and then you get a 5-4 with it. So I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying that's what it breaks down to. So it's a negative two, five, four. <laughs> Have it as a three. I think the effect uh, specifically on the battle cry of the prime is really powerful and draws specifically spells from your deck that then synergizes with the spell damage. If there is some sort of burn shaman, um, you know, leveraging lava burst and lightning bolt and things like that, this would be a really good card to have with that. So I gave it a three. Yeah, okay. I don't think it sees play in that kind of deck, but... Maybe not. Uh, the other card that they got, Legendary Minion, The Lurker Below. 6 mana, 6-3, six, battle cry, deal 3 damage to an enemy minion. If it dies, repeat on one of its neighbors. Similar to that, what was it, Rolling Fireball or something that was in yeah. Mage? Um That didn't see a lot of play, but this has a body attached to it and can basically clear out an entire token board um, which is something that shamans have had problems with um, not since earthquake but yes it, it, you yeah. could have a problem <laughs> yeah I, but I mean like this puts a body on the board and potentially like removes an entire board as well um, and worst like I think that it needs to hit like if we compare it to Fire Elemental, which is a pretty good card, um, if this hits two minions, I think it's worth it. And then anything extra is bonus, so I think it's a four. Okay. I had it down as a high three. Um, the six three just made it a little too easy to die after its initial, so you're kind of you're kind of counting on it to be um in a position if it's not a deck that you're playing against that has a board it can really take advantage it's just a 6-3 so it gets dealt with easily and goes away so i liked it as a 3 i have it as a high 2 i was thinking that it would be difficult to ensure that you'd get even that second hit which i feel like you need at a minimum in part because of positioning i mean it's it's like the uh a super collider and that it has to go potentially the way you need it to go in order to hit that second target to kill so um you can only guarantee three damage uh, unless you do some board setup there, and that to me isn't isn't worth the cost. 
on a 6-3 body at 6, so. Okay. Bog Spine Knuckles is a 5-mana weapon. 4-2, after your hero attacks, transform your minions into random ones that cost one more. I do remember Evolve Shaman. I'm still giving this a 2 because turn 5 is way too late for this kind of... It actually be like turn 6 before it gets this kind of impact, which is really, really late. So. That's uh, Yeah, I kind of figured it was a little too slow, so I had it down as a 2 as well. Mine is a 2 as well. 4 attack is good, uh, but 5 mana before that evolve effect really does anything. feels too late. Yeah. Uh, Shattered Rumbler, 5 mana, 4, 6, Elemental, a battle cry. If you cast a spell last turn, deal 2 damage to all other minions. So it's like a volcanic potion, which I guess is cool. But, I don't know. I'm not super high on it. I have it as a 3. Yeah, I had it as a 3 as well. I feel like it's a... A decent tool. I think it's a cool tool. Um, I'm not sure it is going to see widespread play, but it's definitely very interesting. Yeah, but it's a three as well. Easy battle cry to get. Won't be in every deck, but in the decks that it is in. I mean, we see the the three six dragon for five that does one AOE damage and that sees some play and is in solid when it when it gets played. Yeah. Uh, Bog Stroke Clacker. Jeez. Three mana, three, three, battle cry, transform adjacent minions into random ones that cost one more. Uh, just copy paste what I said for the weapon down here and we'll move on. Yeah, it is a two as well. It is a three. I think it's interesting that you could, you know, potentially value trade with one or two small minions and then heal them by evolving them. But it is it is positional, so you have to make sure that you've set your board up correctly to want to use this like that. Torrent, five mana spell, deal eight damage to a minion, cost three less if you cast a spell last turn. Two. I've... Uh, I I just a three, because I feel like in a control deck could be a more key tool. So I feel like it a two mana deal eight to a minion has some real potential so the fact that it doesn't have overload as well i liked so i gave it a three because yeah eight damage on a minion for two potentially two seems solid mm -hmm. vivid spores four mana spell give your minions death rattle resummon this minion i have it as a three um, Spirit Echo was pretty good when it was being played, although it was being played with the Jades. So there's that. Um, but a lot of the stuff that Shaman's playing has like Rush. So I think it's okay. Yeah, but as a three. And it. It's a more sticky board. That, does so the Morlocks leave? Yes. And yeah. So one one behind. Yeah, I know, but it got rotated out right out of standard. 
or is that in league? Anyways, it it's more it's probably a more stable body, so I liked it as a three. I mean, obviously it costs two more, but um, I feel like this has some potential too. So, uh, I was thinking about it. So like, the Murloc is Rise of Shadows, so it's going to be in here for okay. another year. Yep. I was looking at it as Soul of the Forest, which gives you the two two trans, so sticky board, same situation, but. Uh, this potentially could be better because you can cast this on five, six, seven drops late in the game and you just get a new copy of whatever that minion is as opposed to a 1-1 or a 2-2. That said, it it is situational to use and it can be a dead draw in, in certain cases, so I gave it a 2 because I'm not sure if you want to do it or not. Yeah. Marsh Spawn is a 3-mana, three 3-4 three, elemental minion battlecry. If you cast a spell last turn, discover a spell. That sounds like a 4 to me. Um, yeah. I had it down as a 4 as well. It's an elemental, which already goes well with Shaman. It's a 3-4, which is a higher body than you normally get on turn 3. And you get to discover a spell. So check, check, check. I initially added it as a three, but on second thought, I'm going to give it a four. Good stats, discovering a spell. Uh, the only caveat is you had to have used a spe- played a spell last turn, which if you're playing elementals, you kind of know that you have to set that stuff up a turn early, so you can usually do that. Serpent Shine Portal is a 3-mana spell. Just deal 3 damage, summon a random 3-cast minion, overload 1. This is mini Firelands Portal. And the drawback is overload 1. That is well worth it. Uh, I give it 4. I had it as a high 3, but you made the comparison to Firewind Portal, and it does make sense like that. So I am actually going to up mine to a 4. Um, yeah, it's just really, it seems really solid. I'm going to suggest it feels like Flanking Strike, in that it's 4 mana, you do 3 damage, and you get basically a 3 cost minion for it, which over 2 turns also feels was it that was a really good card and so this is a really good card it is a four yep yep makes sense uh last card for shaman totemic reflections three mana spell give a minion plus two plus two if it's a totem summon a copy of it this card sucks really 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 badly why am i copying a hero power because there are no other good totems in standard except for like the Evil totem. What is it? The Manatai Totem? Evil Totem. Oh, I guess Evil Totem as well, but like those things get killed instantly. So you'd have to wait until turn 5, turn 6, but I want my stuff now. Excuse me? So, Mm -hmm. no thank you. One. Um, I barely gave it a 2 because if it comes into your hand randomly or you discover it, um... It's not exactly the worst shaman spell that you could possibly get. So, like, it is, like, edging on one, but, like, I, I thought if you randomly generated it, it would, you you might not be the most upset to see it, so. 
So if you copy a totem, it says if you use this on a totem, then do you get the co the plus two plus two copied uh, of that? So yeah. I, I would assume so. So I I kind of liked it with the splitting axe. <laughs> so I don't know if this is something that you'd really want to do, but maximum value for your splitting axe with totemic reflection. So I want to see some memes with it. So I'm saying that's a two. Okay. All right. Um, next, we are going to move into Warlock. And we'll start off with the legendary minions. How, why did I get this name? <laughs> Ken Rathad Ebenlock. He is a uh, two or three two uh, minion. Your demons cost one less. Death rattle, shuffle, Catharod Prime in your deck. Uh, he is a he is an eight mana seven six battle cry seven three demons that died this game. So. Three um, friendly demons. Friendly, excuse me, I'm sorry, I missed the friendly demons that died this game. Yes. So, um, I liked it as a three. Um, I'm not sure what the demon resurrection is going to really look like here. Um, there's some interesting things that go are going on, but I am, I can't say on this one. So I, I just went safe with the three. It seems really, 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 really bad. Yeah. Um, because if you're playing it, like, getting three minions is great in Zoo, except all your Zoo demons are going to be really small. And then Galakrond, all your... The Galakrond's invoking is giving you 1-1 one, one imps. Yeah. Which are also demons. So you have to be... If you're playing this, then you're not playing Zoo, and you're not playing Galakrond, and what the heck are you doing? It's so <laughs> You're probably not playing Warlock in in the Year of the Phoenix is probably what the answer yeah. is. I gave it a three because I think both the effects, both on the initial uh, minion as well as the prime minion, are powerful. Uh, I think we just need a different uh, archetypes and support for those other archetypes, demon support for those archetypes, that we won't have in, at least initially. But at some point down the road, we probably will. Um. So next up, we have uh, Keldon the Breaker. The six mana three three. Uh, destroy a minion. Uh, battle cry. Destroy a minion. If drawn this turn, instead destroy all minions except for this one. So I had him down as a three. He looks like a. So he reminds me of a uh, siphon soul. That doesn't that leaves a three three body behind, um, with the potential upside of being a, a twisting nether that leaves a three three on board, but I am not one hundred percent sure on that. I like my my mind, it seems like a good effect, but I can't I can't guarantee that this is going to be playable at all. But I think it's very interesting, so I said three. I think it's a four. I think that if you're just getting the normal battle cry, it's worth it. It's not fantastic, but it's fine. Uh, and then if you get the drawn this turn effect, I think it is absolutely fantastic. I love my twisting nethers to cost two mana less. Thank you very much. <laughs> and leave a three three behind. Even better. Four. Uh, 
whether whether it's whether you're removing just one minion or the board full board clear i think both of those are things a control mid-range to a control warlock is going to want to do and so um yeah this is a four all right so next up we have dark glare it is a three four mana or three four demon for three after your hero takes damage, refresh two mana crystals. So, um, anything you do, you get two mana crystals back. It's got a good body on it, and it's kind of poisoned to something Warlock's going to be doing already. So, I gave it a four. I have it as a three. I think it's good. I just don't know what else I'm doing with it that's yeah all. like like it, it free hero good. powers <laughs> yeah it, yeah like the fear hero powers is cool but like i just don't know what else i'm doing with it mm-hmm. like i guess i get a coin with my flame amp which is good but like i said i just don't know how i'm working with this yet so i'm giving it three I want to see this in a zoo deck where you're running the 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 vulture that gives you a minion when you take damage as well as the five four that does damage to you when it attacks those are those are all worse we're definitely experimented on a kind of a damage damage yourself zoo lock and this seems like this could pair well with that it it feels like a different type of zoo than we've seen uh, I normally don't take like the reveal stream matches very seriously, but mm-hmm. what I will say is that when they were playing that zoo deck, it was a very strong opening, very strong mid game, and it just got completely wrecked after it. Like, so I I have zero faith in that deck to actually work after after that display there were some questionable inclusions in that deck in part to show off some other cards uh i'm thinking of the dormant cards specifically as i saw that match as well but i i think that there is enough with this particular card that i think you could potentially do something with it so i want to see that i gave it a three okay so next up we have shadow council one mana spell Replace your hand with random demons. Give them plus two, plus two. Uh, I said one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have this as one as well. There are a lot of bad demons, especially with this new set. A lot of the dormant cards are demons. And I don't really want to have a handful of dormant minions. Thank you very much. And void walkers and flame imps and um, blood imps or whatever the zero ones are. Yeah, but now it's a 2-3. There are a lot of bad demons. Yeah, exactly. So, So, giving it a 1. Most likely this is a meme. I think of, like, Journey to N'Goro and Renounce Darkness, but at least Renounce Darkness, you get a mana cost reduction. You're not getting a mana cost reduction, you're just buffing the demons. So, you have to have the right demons with this in order for this to be worth it. So, I have switched it to a one as well yeah okay all right well next we have a confusing card enhanced dreadlord 
It is a eight mana five seven taunt with death rattle, summon a five five dreadlord with life steal. So you get uh ten, twelve worth of stats out of an eight drop, but it has to die it's a five seven on eight. Seems kinda of slow. And the 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 desperate one doesn't leave behind a taunt. I don't know. I don't exactly know what to do with it, so I gave it a two. I think if the 5-5 five five had taunt, it would be pretty okay. Yeah. The fact that it's not, like, it's very easy to silence the sap, to just kill the the, the body and ignore the lifesteal. I think that it's a 1. Sure. There's ways that this could actually have been a good control tool. But I think it is a little lacking on both both ways that it could have been. So I gave it a two, but it is close to a one. Uh, speaking of ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have in prison scrapping dormant for two turns. It's a three, three demon. Uh, when this awakens, give all minions in your hand plus two plus two. I mean, I don't, uh, like, I like the idea of giving plus two plus two to all minions in my hand, but we already talked about hand buffing not being a really good thing, so I can't in good conscience give it any more than one. I do like to do nothing as my turn two as zoo. Thank you. <laughs> no, wait, that's the opposite of what I want to be doing. It's a one. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like you have a hero power that lets you draw a card or anything, so. <laughs> I've, I have uh, added another one to my tally. This is just, it was not, <laughs> I think we saw in the reveal stream just how this kind of is counter to what the best decks for this to want to have to happen in. And that was the best possible English I could have used for that statement. <laughs> don't quote me on that but yeah you don't want to be playing a dormant minion to potentially buff a hand that you may not have because you're trying to play minions as quickly as possible One. yeah so next up we have the dark portal it's a four mana spell one of the coolest arts card arts in the set in my opinion uh draw a minion if you have at least car uh, eight cards in your hand it costs five less. Um, I'm not sure what kind of hand lock and like demon, you know, you know, big minions, but this seems interesting at least. I think this is pretty cool. So I gave it a three. You can use this to get a zero mana mountain giant, right, guys? <laughs> wink, right? wink. Guys? Once, once upon a time. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't want to be playing this in Zoo because it's very slow. I don't really want to be playing this in Galakrond Warlock because a lot of their minions are like less than five. Also, having a full hand is not very easy until like, you know, the very, very late game where you draw like that, um, the seven mana four four. Outside of that, it's kind of hard to get a full hand while also not dying. Um,. Yeah, this is a one for me. Okay. So, the, I mean, on its face, this looks kind of scary. 
and like you don't want to see it but at the same time it's it's not it's probably just an overcosted draw and Valdris for fell gorge is the card you're thinking of when mm. you, the yeah. seven mana four four that increases your hand size to 12 but you're already drawing four cards if you're playing him so i i don't know what more you would you you'd be looking for at that point so i gave this a two but it's very close to a one yeah okay I thought it was interesting, so. Um, next up, we have Hand of Gul'dan. When you play this or discard this card, draw three. Uh, so, six mana, draw three seems not great. But, essentially, if you discard it, uh, I mean, okay. They have to have something very specific happen, which we'll talk about next. But I have this as a two. Because you can make this happen, but do you really want... It just seems like a lot of work for, oh, you know, draw three cards for free, so. I have this as a one. I would rather hero power three times than this. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Which I can be doing, because I'm Warlock. Um... And then if, like, if I don't discard this card, then it's just really, really bad. And discard synergy is kind of hard to come by, especially considering there's, like, only two cards that you can, like, discard this with. So you need to draw those and then draw this and then play them out. So that seems like too much work. It's a one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't want to play this from hand. You You want to discard it and you're just then at the mercy of drawing the other discard cards and then at the mercy that they discard the correct card. And so it feels really, really difficult to pull off. Um, maybe, maybe a two, but probably a one. Yeah, I, I agree. So that's kind of, I was like, I played on the safe side one with two. So next we have Nightshade Matron. Four mana, five, five demon with rush, battle cry, discard your highest card. So essentially, if your highest card is Hand of Gul'dan, this works. Uh, it's yeah, I gave this a two as well. I was like, it's a five-five of a rush on turn four. Uh, you know, downside yes, but I mean, it's not exactly the worst thing in Zulok too. If you have to discard like the highest <laughs> mana card in your hand, and it's like a two mana card. So yeah. I have this as a one. I don't like discarding my cards, especially like my impactful cards that probably cost a little bit more. If this isn't discarding exactly Hand of Gold in, I'm probably very sad. And exactly. I can probably get like a 5 5 rush for not like. What's the discount on this? Like one mana? Yeah. So, like for a one mana discount, I have to discard a card, which is probably worth more than one mana as a resource right like if we value a card draw as one and a half mana so i'm not really getting a discount yeah this is a one to me you okay. only you only want to discount the hand of gold on not much else they like you said there's not enough of a benefit uh to this card uh, to, to warrant that so I have it as a 2 but you could very easily have this as a 1 as well 
Okay. All right. So, and the final card in Warlock is Unstable Felbolt. Uh, deal three damage to an enemy minion and a random friendly one. Um. Okay. I mean, this seems like this is designed for like a Zulok, but uh, you know, I could be wrong on that. But it seems like it's aggressive. And, you know, maybe something you don't care if it dies, it's already attacked, and it, you can push through something else or clean up something to try and protect something. I'm not exactly sure, so I gave it a two. Uh, this is not a Zulog card. This is a yeah. card that you only play when you don't have your own minions on board. Because killing your own minion is not very good. Yeah. Um, And one mana deal three is, like, okay, I guess. If, I don't think I ever want to put this in my deck, but I I'm not gonna give it a. I've given seven ones already to Warlock. I'm gonna yeah. be a little bit nice and give this a two. But mm -hmm. holy crap, Warlock has got some <laughs> bad cards. Yeah, they did not. They good, are not a good the thing they were really strong going into this, so that they could just lean on those cards that they've been leaning on for the last year as it was so <laughs> i <laughs> i have this as a two with the comment of meh i don't i i i soul fire we were playing cards like this that 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 we would we we want the option to be able to go face with it soul fire does four damage and it can go face this goes three damage only goes to a minion and it hurts one of your own minions on top of it I don't. I don't know why you would play it. Yep. And we're to warrior, the final of the ten classes, and we start off with the legendary weapon. It is the bulwark of Azanoth, three mana, one four, uh, weapon that says whenever your hero would take damage, this loses one durability instead. I mean, this seems like this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it is basically uh, just a timeout for four attacks. And that doesn't really, that's not that great. And it also means that you don't, you're equipping a weapon that you don't really want to attack with. So I don't know why you would play this, I guess. So I have it as a two. Uh, I also have it as a two. In a world where lackeys and rogues and demon hunters and mages and paladins and druids and oh my god, I'm naming every class. <laughs> Hunters. <laughs> exist. And hero um, powers exist. Lackeys exist. Yeah, like, I, a lot of the times this is just going to heal you for four. I'm not paying three mana for that, so I'm giving this a one. Okay. You're, you're, we're more generous than you are, I guess. Uh, the <laughs> other, the other uh, legendary is a minion. It is a prime. It is Kargath Blade Fist, four mana, four four with rush, death rattles, shuffle Kargath Prime into your deck. Kargath Prime is an eight mana, ten ten with rush. Whenever this minion attacks and kills a minion, gain ten armor. This seems like a really strong control tool. It has immediate board impact whether you're playing it on turn four as the original or the prime and the prime adding extra armor to you is seems really good can probably shut out any aggro game that you might be playing uh so i gave it a four i think this is a really good a, a really good card 
Yeah, I have it down as a four as well, just because you can pretty much, it makes a pretty big board impact on turn four. And then when Prime comes down, I can't imagine him not killing a minion and leaving himself still up and you gain 10 armor. So it seems like a really good deal for eight mana. Yeah, I have this as a four as well. Fours all around. Um, yeah, it's it's strong. Like no matter when it comes down, it's a very good card. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. <laughs> well, it you, just seems you, fun too. You, you talked about it last week too, so yeah, they, they can refer to that as well. Epic spell, Blade Storm, three mana. It is deal one damage to all minions. Repeat until one dies. Okay. Uh, it is, I mean, I feel like right now this isn't particularly good because of lackeys and different things like that. Uh, or actually because of that, this would be good, right? Because repeat until one, no, because it stops once it kills something. So if it kills a lackey, it only does one damage. And so right now it's not as strong as some other one damage AOEs, I think, uh, because you're paying three, two or three times, you know, a couple times more than you would have for it. So I, I gave this a two. I, I'm not sure. It's a control tool, but it, and maybe it's better down the road. I was going to say, yeah, I gave it a three. I see some potential in it. Yeah, I understand lackeys are a thing, but you're not always going to be playing against decks that generate lackeys. So there's, uh, this might not be your, your, you know, big swarm board control tool, but this is definitely something that could give you a lot of value when you have an empty board later in the game. So I see it as a three. I have it as a four for very similar reasons. It can either be a assassinate for two less mana, um, or it could be, you know, kill a board of two twos, which is fine. Uh, concerning, especially concerning Warpath is rotating, you know, yeah. having more AOE is good. Um, and all it ha- like, all it's asking you to do is make sure, like, is asking for a little bit of board manipulation, which can be an ask sometimes, but um, I do think that it is worth it. Um, and, like, at least in worst case scenario, Brawl plus this is a full board clear. Like, yeah. It, it, like, it, like, if you brawl and you get the worst result possible, yeah, that 12-12 Deathwing survives, at least you have this, right? So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a four. I actually had this that it might be a three. So I, when I was initially looking at this, I obviously thought it was better than, than how I explained it now. So uh, it where it shines is the like one or two four or five health minions on the board and you're able to basically kill one and maybe almost completely kill the other and maybe then like the cobalt lackey or something finishes off a a, a board that's kind of threatening but not not real easy to deal with so wormall challenger three mana one ten epic battle cry Choose an enemy minion, battle it to the death. 
I don't know how this is good exactly because of the one attack that this thing has. I mean, I, I, unless you're fighting something else that has one or two attack and you're able to be left with a one six or one five, I'm not sure why you would want to play this. So this is very close to a one, but I gave it a two. Um, I see this as a three. Um, because you can, if it comes down on turn three, it's going to kill whatever it matches up against. So you get to select it and it has 10 health. You're probably the, the most generally it's going to have three to four health. So there's a chance it survives as a one, one, but it's a removal spell essentially. And if you have it hit into like a two drop. If you're if you're going first and you have it hit into a two drop, it's gonna be like a one six or one eight, you know, depending on what it goes up against. So I think it's a very interesting control tool. Yeah, I have this as a three as well. I think that just the ability for it to either be like, hey, kill a lackey and it's a one nine, you know, that's pretty good for three mana. Or it can kill a slightly more um, impactful, I guess. Like, it could kill an evil miscreant and be a 1-6. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, I think there's a lot of scenarios where it kills a minion and has enough of a body left over that it's not completely useless. Um, so... Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like too. Even if it's completely useless or it dies, you got something off the board that was going to be a big problem for you. Yeah. So. I don't know. It feels like a one or two attack minion is what you're going to want to hit with this thing, and then, but but that's but that's where I'm at, I guess. Moving mm-hmm. into the rare cards, we have Blood Boil Brute, seven mana, six eight. With Rush, it says costs one less for each damaged minion. This is uh, really good for Warrior right now, specifically with something called Risky Skipper uh, available to help you create some damaged minions. So, And the fact that it's got Rush and can uh, affect the board right when it comes down, I gave this a four. Um, I did it as a three. I think it's really powerful. Um, I wasn't sure how many minions you'd be able to get in the damage pool, so I I figure it's probably fairly impactful. So I went with a three. I have it as a four. I, yeah, yeah. The rush effect and being usually less than seven is pretty impactful. So. And it says each damage minion, so it doesn't have to be friendly minions that are damaged either to reduce the cost. So that okay, that, that yeah, I guess I, I guess I didn't think of it. I thought of it as only friendly, but yeah, that makes a big difference. So yeah, I think I think I will up mine to a four just because of that. I was just thinking for you about your minion. So no, nope. uh, next up, Corsair Cash. This is a two mana rare spell that says draw a weapon. Give it plus one, plus one. So weapon-specific card draw, and with a slight buff on top of it, usually warrior weapons are pretty powerful, and so you want to find them. Um, 
Some of them are linchpins to the deck, like Angkar is, but others are just really big ways to destroy your opponent, like the uh, Arcanite Reaper. So I gave this a three. I, th- I think this is going to see a fair amount of play. Yeah, I like it as a three as well. I feel like if the decks that are going to run it, this will be an important card to them. So, Yeah, I have it as a three. I think it's fine, no matter what it hits. If it's the Ankara, if it's the, um, I don't even remember what it's called, the Galakron weapon. The Claw, yeah. Not the Claw, the the. Oh, uh, the Ritual Chopper. That's it, yeah. Like, that's right. fine. If the Arcanite Reaper is obviously great, so, yeah. Uh, finally, last rare is a five-mana scrap golem it is a four or five mech with taunt death rattle reads gain armor equal to this minion's attack Uh, this is just okay now now that we don't have as many mechs in standard zilliacs and snip snap would have made this rather disgusting um but it's still a rotten apple bomb in that it is a four or five with taunt and heals you for a little bit it's okay. Rotten Alpha Bomb's okay. It doesn't see a ton of play, but uh, is a nice, useful tool for control decks, so I gave this a two. Um, I did it as a three. I like it a lot. Armagigadillo is still a thing, so that still has a potential to, to buff it, uh, get a little bit more. But the four or five taunt that heals you for four, it's a mech. Um... I'm not 100% sure that it's it's fully a three, but I like it as a three, so, yep. I have this as a one, and actually it might be a two, but I don't think that with the Dr. Boom leaving standard, it's going to be very good. Um, and, yeah, we mentioned Ryan Applebaum that hasn't seen play in well over a year now, so I don't, I think, it comparing to a card that isn't good enough is not a good comparison or or does it reflect favorably on it um so yeah have it as a one has okay. the same play because there's been better options and now that we've rotated three sets and only added one back in it might see some play at least initially was maybe thinking. Bone Chewer Raider is a three mana three three common that says battle cry if you're if there is a damaged minion no friendly associated with that game plus one plus one and rush so we've seen some other um, three mana three threes that become four fours with rush uh, and those have been solid in the decks that they're in I'm thinking about the the uh the mech one that was in the mech paladin deck um we have risky skipper as we mentioned before to make sure that there's a damaged minion so i think this is a solid three three rating card yeah i i agree i went with three on this one as well i feel like it's a really solid uh four four for three with rush yeah it seems really solid of similar reasons, but I gave it a four. I really like my four fours on three, and I, I was done with rush, and it's a really easy condition to satisfy. So I was yeah. tempted to go to four myself. I was I struggled a little bit with this one and then played it on the safe side. So yeah. Uh, next up, we have an imprisoned Ganarg. 
It is a one mana 2-2 two, two demon that says dormant for two turns. When it awakens, equip a 3-2 axe. Probably known as a fiery war axe. Uh, I don't know. I, I like I like free fiery war axes. Uh, I like them more on turn two than I do on turn three. But on turn, if you play this on one, it's great. If you play this later, it's less great because uh, then you're dancing around other weapons you might have equipped or things like that. So I think it might be okay but i have it as a two i think it's more situational than it is gonna see steady play i have it as a two if you don't put it played on turn one i kind of see it as yeah kind of worthless so i have it as a one i don't think that a two two body after two turns is worth not just putting fire wax into your deck <laughs> Like, it's fair. Why wouldn't I just put that card into my deck? Other than the fact that like I could get a 2-2 on turn 3, which is only sometimes. And when it's not that sometimes, it's really, 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 really bad. So why am I doing this again? It's a 1. Final, final card for Warrior is a 1-mana spell called Sword and Board says deal two damage to a minion gain two armor i think even though it's one mana it doesn't really do enough of either damage or armor that make to make you want to put it into the deck so i said it's a two i feel like it uh for a more controlly deck it actually adds a lot gives you additional two armor maybe edges you over to to get a shield slam that works i feel like there's a lot of nuance to this card so i gave it a three i gave this card a one because i like this this does not seem like one of the 30 most powerful things i could be doing in any given deck so why am i playing it so it's a one okay we're through okay. the classes we're through the classes. All right, let's oh, power God. through the let's power through the neutrals here real quick. Yeah. Uh, let's we're gonna we're gonna kind of push through the neutrals a little bit more quicker, and we'll talk about the ones that we find more interesting. Yeah. So let's just start off start, with Kalthalas. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So he, I will start, and we'll go me, Nikolai's mage. So first we have yeah, Kalthalas, Sunstrider. Uh, six mana, four, seven. Every third spell you cast each turn costs zero. I'm not exactly sure where this fits. I've seen people playing it in wild. So, I mean, it seems like, I mean, free spells are great. So, uh, I give it a three. So, I don't know about this one, though. So, give it a three. Three as well. Powerful effect. Druid obviously has ways of dealing of using it uh, there's probably some other decks that are going to use it at some point yeah so okay uh next up we have oh sorry uh nicholas lr five mana seven three death rattle summon zero three ashes of LL that resurrects this minion on next turn blah 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 it is awful it is so bad it is a Five mana seven three that gives you a zero three that can easily be killed off by a three by a two mana minion. 
and it costs yep. five. It is a one. I'm I'm on a one. The card's awful. I'm on a two. I think I think there's ways you might be able to set it up and get get some extra value out of it, but it's it's definitely way too easy to kill, and so you've got to set your board up for for it to work. Uh, next up is Magtheridon, a four mana twelve twelve demon dormant. Just dormant. It says Battlecry summon three one three enemy warders. When they die, destroy all minions and awaken. So you have to kill these three enemy warden warders, and then you have a four mana twelve twelve on an empty board. Which I mean, that seems pretty good if especially if you can play Magtheridon and kill off the the warders in the same turn. But that's that's like a combo thing that you're gonna have to figure out. So I, as a two, I think it'll see some niche play, but that's about it. I had it as a two as well. I think it's a four. I think that it is not that hard to work out, especially if you know that the class doesn't have a shadow step or transform, like against druid, for example, or priest. You know, it's very easy to just jam it on four and deal with the one threes later, and the one threes are not very threatening, especially since, you know, they deal one damage and your board's going to be destroyed anyway once they die, so who cares? So I think it's not hard for it to actually go off. I think it's a four. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Maiev Shadow Song. Uh,. Battle cry, choose a minion, it goes dormant for two man or for two turns. It's a four mana four three. I have this as a five. Um you get to put to sleep someone's minion for two turns. It, it's a four mana, like it just seems really stupidly good. Yep, this is a five for me. Get through taunt, get through powerful effects, get through whatever the heck you want, and you don't have to deal with it for two turns. I feel like this is probably a safe day one craft. <laughs> I think so. Wow. I I totally am missing it then. I think this seems seems okay. It seems solid, but and it's annoying to deal with because uh, it you can cast that dormant on anything. But I guess I'm missing the boat. I have a this is a three. It maybe a strong three, but not not a five. And I don't think it's a day one craft. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, so what's next? Terran, Gorfine, Balcry, destroy all friendly minions. Death Rattle, resummon them with plus one, plus one. I've had some talks with some people who think that this is a really, really good card, and I am scratching my head because I think destroying your own board is really, really bad. So I have it as a one. Uh, I had it as a two. Um. So, yeah. You know, whatever. I have this as a four. I think it's going to lend itself to a combo deck at some point in the next two years, and I'm going to hate it. And I'm not quite sure how exactly in which class it's going to appear or or, or what it, the the goal is. But I think it's I think it's strong, and I think it's going to be a pain to deal with. The only the only thing I can really see it being super strong is is if you're running if you're trying to abuse death rattles. Like right. that's where I see it being stronger, but even then I'm not sure. So Okay. Okay, Mage. 
the into the epics now we have a moarg artificer two mana two four demon all minions take double damage from spells uh i'm not sure why you'd want this card uh i don't know why you'd want your minions to take the damage i get having your opponents take extra double damage but i gave this a two i'm not sure where it where it fits um, I have it as a two either two as well. I figure there's going to be some niche um factors. A mage might want it at some point to do eight damage. I don't know. I it could be just a one, but I feel like there's some niche cases that it does not make it unplayable. I have it as a one. I can't think of a good reason why I would want to include this in my deck over thirty other options, so Okay, so next we have Replicant Otr- uh, Otron. It is a 4-mana 3-3 mech. At the end of your turn, transform a neighbor into a copy of this. This would be great if uh, Magnetic were still a thing. <laughs> but guess what? It's not. So, yeah, this is garbage. Trash garbage for one. Yeah, I think this is one. Meme Supreme, but I gave it a two because... I, I don't know, because I don't give ones, really. And, yeah. There it is. Uh, Waste Warden, 5-mana, 3-3, three, three, Battle Cry, deal 3 damage to a minion and all other types of the same minion. I have this as a 3. I think in the uh, best-case scenario, it can deal a lot of damage to a Murloc deck or an Elemental deck or a Dragon deck, um, which we've seen some. Um, so if those ever pop up again, it's a good option. And worst case scenario, it's a 5-mana three, 3-3 three, 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 deal 3, which isn't great, but at least it's not the worst thing ever. So I gave it a 2 because I'm like, it doesn't deal with druids and tree ants. So I was like, eh, that's a big ask to not necessarily have any major uh, tribe synergy. So I went with a 2. I have it as a three as well. The targeted bomb lobber, we've seen that as a five mana three three, but that was a random. So this has the ability to target, which is nice. And the upside of if if your opponent is running a specific uh tribal synergy, you get to you get to punish that. And I think hunter and beasts is gonna be a thing, so you could potentially That's you could potentially deal with that as well as some of the other ones that Nikolaus mentioned before. Uh, moving into the rares, we have Blistering Rot. It is a three mana one two that says at the end of your turn, summon a rot with stats equal to this minion's. So we've seen a card a little bit like this in Naxxramas, uh, but this does an end of turn effect and can keep doing it. So. If you somehow manage to keep this on the board for two turns, it would get to make another one. But I still don't think it's good enough to actually want to see play because this is three mana versus two mana. So it's a two. Uh, I give it a one. I have it as a two in that fringe scenario that like Token Druid can make use of it. But I don't think it's great. Okay. Next up, we have Infectious Sporewing. It's a one mana one two. Uh, at after this damages a minion, turn it into an infectious sporewing. Um, 
<laughs> this sounds great, but it's a one-two that um, is not going to be able to attack anything of import. So I gave it a two. I gave it a one. Uh, really big downside is that you bump it into your enemy's really big thing, and then that thing attacks into your really important thing. So yeah, cool. It's a one. Uh, yeah, it's seems like it might be removal, but you're then giving your opponent the ability to do the exact same thing right back. So uh, it's it's likely a one, but I have it as a two. It'll be better outside of standard, I think. Actually, yeah, I would. I think probably an arena. Yeah. Scrapyard Colossus, ten mana, seven seven taunt, death rattle, summon another seven seven taunt. It's an elemental. Why am I doing this again? No, thank you. I don't want to pay ten mana for a seven seven with taunt. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've got it as a one. Lots of stats for 10 mana, but it better have lots of stats because you're paying 10 mana. You'll feel really sad if they infectious sporling your scrapyard colossus. <laughs> but beyond that, I mean, it's it's a two. It's a huge thing. I There's definitely seven, seven taunts you'd rather be playing right now. Uh, I'm looking at you, dragon. Mm-hmm. So uh, am I up now? Yep. Bone Chewer Brawler is a 2-mana two 2-3 two, common that's with Taunt that says whenever this minion takes damage, gain plus 2 attack. Uh, I mean, early a nice, uh, an interesting early game option, but I think that there are better early game options. But it is a Taunt, so maybe there's something there to it. I give it a 2. I gave it a three. I kind of like it in like kind of aggressive warriors. It kind of reminds me of a temple berserker. I know it's not as uh, resilient as a temple berserker, but you play in a rage or a, uh, a cruel taskmaster on it. Suddenly a six attack. So I think it's at least somewhat interesting. I have it as one because we okay. have a better card in the classic set, and it's called Amani Berserker. So. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So next up we have Bone Chewer Vanguard. 7 mana, 410. Taunt. Whenever this minion takes damage, gain plus 2 attack. Uh, that's a lot to ask for. But it does have a 10 mana, or a 10, uh, 10 health butt, so I gave it a 2. I gave this a 1. I'm not impressed. Yeah. At all. So. Ten, 10 health is going to make your opponent wish they had a removal, which they will probably have at 7 mana. So, yeah. Unless unless there's some reason you need to actually stuff your deck full of taunts, I don't think you play this. So, 2. Burrowing Scorpid is a 4 mana 5-2 beast. Battle cry deal 2 damage. If it kills the target gain stealth, I like to pay 3 mana for my 2 damage plus a minion. Not 4. And it's normally a 3-3, three, three, not a 5-2, which I think is better. So I don't like this at all. I'm giving it 1. Um, I had it as a 1, too. I was not impressed with this thing. 
I have this as a two. I think that there are definitely four mana three threes that we've played that have done this and the stealth on the five two actually does make this a little bit more interesting because it maybe can trade up into something the following turn if they don't have an aoe okay mage disguised wanderer four mana three three demon death rattle summon a nine one inquisitor uh i don't I, I don't see how I would want or where I would want to play this. Um, the nine one seems great, but then we have lackeys and hero powers that potentially can help you deal with the nine one. So it's a two, but probably closer to a one. Yeah, I gave it a one. I am not impressed. This is a one. It's understated. The first body and then the second body is so easily killed that it's not going to trade up. It's not going to do what you want it to do. Exactly. Just like trade into a high health minion. Um, it's going to get killed by a one, one or something stupid. So it's a one to me. I, I switched it to a one as well. So we've got we've got another one. Okay. There. So we got Dragon Maw Sky Stalker. It is a six mana five six dragon. Summon a uh, death rattle. Summon a three four dragon rider. So you get eight ten worth of stats on a five uh, on a six drop. A, a doesn't seem like the worst thing in the world. Five six is understated, but you get also get a three four after the fact. But I don't know what you're playing. Not playing for this, so I gave it a two. I think Savannah Hymane is a better card than this, and it that sees very little play. Um, so I guess the dragon tag has to be very important. I don't know. I'm giving it a two. I think the dragon tag actually is pretty important. Um, it allows it to then get reduced by two mana from Frizz, the legendary that's currently in standard. Three, four body after the as the death rattle i think is actually pretty pretty good as well so i gave this a three okay ethereal arg merchant is a one mana two one battle cry deal one damage to a minion and give it spell damage plus one. Oh my god this is bad it is a one if i wanted spell damage i would play kobold and nobody plays kobold yep i gave no, it a one too it's garbage I gave all the all the merchants a two. This one's probably the least playable to me. There's definitely ones that are better, um, but this is borderline one. Next mm-hmm. up is the Felfin Navigator, four mana, four four Murloc Battlecry. Give your other Murlocs plus one plus one. I mean, if you're running Murlocs, uh, this seems like a solid inclusion. Uh, it you right now don't necessarily have a way of buffing both the attack and the health of all your minions in the same with the same minion so i think if you're if you're running if you're doing anything with murlocs you're running this so i give this a three for that regard i think it's too slow but i mean i see you might be able to run it so i give it a two I think this is a one. I think they only made this card for Battlegrounds. 
Okay. I don't want to pay like four mana for my Murlocs and only get plus one plus one when like the Colite Seer or whatever it is is three mana and gives plus two health, which is much better. So yeah, this is one. Okay, next we have Frozen Shadow Weaver. Three mana, four, three. Battle cries, freeze an animal, enemy minion. Or freeze an enemy, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, okay, it's a freeze. It's basically a free freeze effect on a four, three body. Um, I guess two? I, d- I mean, it's a fine body, but do um, you absolutely need to freeze somewhere? It, I don't know. Yeah, I have this as a one. I don't think that it's very good. I think that, like, if this was a three, four, it might be better, but it's not. And Glacial Shard was one mana, and that's what made it good. And this exactly. is three mana, so no thank you. Yeah, but as a two, uh, I'd prefer it to be a three, four rather than a four, three. The advantage to a four, three is that it can trade up into some four drops, but I. No, with no tribal synergy, I don't know where you're playing this. Okay. Nicholas? Guardian Arg Merchant is a 1-mana 2-1 battle cry deal 1 damage to minion and give it Divine Shield. This one I think is actually worth it. Um, because a lot of the times when you're dick because it's only one mana, you can normally dictate when you're putting the Divine Shield onto it, normally right before you attack into a big thing. So instead of taking like five damage, you're taking one damage, and that can keep it alive. And I think that's really worth it. So I'm giving it a three. Uh, I also have it on three for pretty much those exact same reasons. I feel like Divine Shield's obviously the best. So, just wondering about whether or not it's actually worth running the card, and and so putting that in your deck. Does it have room? Do you have room for it? So I have it. This is a two. That's a fair question to ask, too, yeah. so. And Mage? Imprisoned Vile Fiend, two mana, three, five demon, dormant for two turns, rush. So when it wakes up, it has rush and can actually attack a minion that turn. Uh, I, You're waiting two turns for a three, five, so minimum turn four, which doesn't feel like it's good outside of... You know, coining it out early, that that seems good. Otherwise, no, this doesn't seem good. Probably two, probably a one, though. I I had it as a one. I have this as a one. Yeah. Okay, next up, we have Overconfident Orc. Uh, he has a three mana, one six taunt. While at full health, it has plus two attacks. So before you hit it, it's a three six. Um... Yeah, I don't know about this, so I gave it a 2. I gave it a 2. I gave it a 3. Reminds me of Tar Creeper, and I really like Tar Creeper, and Tar Creeper was everywhere for a while. And so um, I think this is going to see a fair amount of play. Okay. Nikos? Rocket Og Merchant. Yeah, 1 mana, 2, 1 Valkyrie, deal, 1 damage to a minion, and give it Rush. Um, why? Why? Like, a lot of things can have Rush or have, like, the Goblin Lackey to just give it plus one attack and Rush as opposed to dealing one damage to it. So, 
Um, no, this is a one. I want to be able to rush something, but I'd rather not uh, take up a spot in my deck to do it. Uh, so this is this is a two, but probably a one as well. Okay, Beige. Rusted Raider, five mana, one eight. Taunt, Rush, Battlecry, gain four attack this turn. So five eight. The turn it comes down with Rush and Taunt. Big, so it's a big Taunt with Rush. Nice extra stats. Uh, eight health means that it's going to stay alive when you're hitting into a lot of different things. And we saw something like. Uh, the militia card for militia commander militia warrior. commander was was really solid uh this is a neutral card so it can potentially go in a number of places and so i think it might go in a few but it's so i have it as a week three but probably a high two. Oh, i don't think it sees the light of day it's militia commander a turn of later when, and at one less attack after that initial turn. So, yeah, I have it as a one. Yeah, I have it as a one. I'm not impressed by it a lot. Um, yeah, it has done. And it's going to get traded off very quickly. And not going to kill anything else. So, yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, so up next we have Rustworn Cultist. It is a 4-mana 3-3 three, three, Battlecry. Give your other minions death rattle, summon a 1-1 one, one demon. Um, I'm just struggling to like find like it's soul of the forest for everyone else, but it's worse. I give it a 1. I give it a 2. Um because like the initial body counts for something okay um so like if you have three minions on board then this is essentially six six in stats which is the same as a soul of the forest so i don't think it's that bad so I, yeah i have it as a two I have okay. it as two, two as well i like i like the opportunity to create a sticky board I uh, don't know that the synergy are not, not sure what you do with the one ones afterwards. You're probably just trading them in to kill something down the road, but um, protects you against a board declare possibly. All right. Rust Warren initiate two mana two two death rattle summon a one one imp with spell damage plus one. Why am I not just running the kobold? Because you I'd... get 3-3. Three, three. That's 3-3 three, three for 2 instead of a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, thing about spell damage is you kind of want to play it when like you need it, as opposed to your opponent dictating when you get it. So this is a 1. Yeah, I know. Almost a 0. So. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you at a 1, too. I don't... Yeah, this obviously never sees the light of day. said, so where does this slot in? So it's a 1. Uh, scavenging... Shavara. Uh, Shavara. Scavenging Shavara. Yeah. Six mana, six three. Demon Battlecry deals six damage randomly split among all other minions. So you're paying six mana to put an understated minion on the board that can potentially hurt your minions as well as the opponents. I'm not sure why I would want to do this, but 
it's a demon, so I don't know. Two? Uh, yeah. I... Maybe two? Uh, yeah, I it's a I'm one. I'm going to have to insist this is the one. Yeah, I agree with that. I was like, uh, no, it's a one. All right. I was giving it the two because of the demon tag, but yeah, it's a one now. Okay. All right. Uh, then we have Soulbound Ash Tongue. Uh, it's a one mana, one four. Whenever this minion takes damage, also deal that amount to your hero. What? Like, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why you why you need this. So I give it a one. There was a card like this before in Warlock. That was a two mana, four three, and it was really, really, really bad. And it gets worse as the game goes on because if you attack in, like, if this gets attacked by a 10 attack minion, then you take 10 damage. Like, mm -hmm. ow, it's a one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I said, nah, I don't, I don't want to play this. So that should, that, that should be a one. Yes, it should be. Nicholas. Almost there. Supreme Abyssal is an 8-mana 12-12 demon that can attack heroes. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> because you uh, want to relive the days of Chilmaw. The, uh, this the, is a 1. It was like Ice Howl, right? Like, Ice Howl, the, yes, the, the, from the TOC. Except that yes. had Rush. Like, yeah, it had Charge, can uh, attack minions. Yeah, it had, yeah. Uh, exactly. Charge, can attack heroes and yeah oh yeah that's right excuse bad. me it's it like it's really bad this doesn't have rush and it's even worse and it's a one one bigger ice owl without rush come uh, on mage it's i the only thing i would say is i want to see it on an evolve but even then you can't go face with it so one Final yeah. card in the set Woo! is Terror Guard Escapee. It is a three mana, three seven demon battle cry summon three one one huntresses for your opponent. So we've seen several cards like this. This one doesn't have taunt though. Um, if you want to dilute your opponent's res pool, that seems okay. But otherwise, I don't know. It's it's overstated, but not greatly so. So I have this as a very low two. I had it as a two as well. I have this as a one. It's plus one, plus one on the cornered sentry, except yep. it doesn't have daunt. And the fact that those raptor things were beasts meant that it could actually mess with the Hydronox. Yeah, taunt druid, which was a relevant matchup really don't think that um i feel like i feel good like... enough for even messing with resurrect priest so I yeah think it's a one okay i feel like if like i had people running leroy into me on like in on like empty boards to like throw things in my in my resurrect pool to mess with me so i feel like this might see some play so i think the difference is that leroy is actually a good card <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's very true is that is the difference here so all right guys that is the set of ashes yeah we're four hours into this so um 
I think this will pretty much come out on Tuesday, and this will be uh, the episode for the week because <laughs> we just spent a lot of time doing this. So it was, and don't get me wrong, one hundred percent would do it again. But yeah, who set release takes a lot out of you. We're still two hours behind uh, Steve and Andrew at the Happy Hearthstone, so making good uh, time. Exactly, we're making we're making time, so. It's nice to do a complete set review. So, looks like really the loser is Warlock. Um, I'm not quite sure about Druid, like the zero minion Druid kind of thing. I It's like they're like starting the process of building up archetypes that aren't there yet. So, it's just not good right now. Yeah, I think so. Warlock got horrendous cards, and I think Mage got almost as bad. No. Um, Druid at least had some things going for it, kind of. Um, yeah, and I think Rogue was the big winner, um, aside from Demon Hunter. Yeah, Demon Hunter yeah, by Demon. far, in a way, felt like the most powerful uh, class cards in this set. Yeah, get ready to face a lot of Demon Hunter. I do agree. So. Rogue was good. I think Priest got some pretty good cards, and surprisingly, Shaman had some, yeah. some solid solid cards as well. If you believe, I think Warrior in, did too. Yeah, yeah. If you believe in Beast Hunter, you might think they had a good set. If you don't, then you don't think these cards are that great. And the neutrals are terrible. I think by and large, the, the the neutrals are are pretty terrible. Yeah, that's unfortunate, and that's kind of what gives a lot of flavor to a set too is their neutrals so it's unfortunate my average rating for the neutrals was (laughs) 1.56 that sounds about right my f my f looks so good it's ridiculous i think my f is very very strong i totally do not do not see what you guys are saying there and I, i i'm happy to eat crow if i'm wrong but I, I honestly, I just, I mean, it, it, to me feels like it's basically a spell breaker and why, you know, what, that's a good card. I, I, I played spell breaker, but it's not a legendary. And so I could run two of them and this is, you can only run one. And so then you need it when you need it and, and it's less likely to find it. So. Yeah. So. It's yeah, it's it's up to debate, and we'll see we'll see uh, April seventh uh, what it looks like when we we come down. Obviously, we're going to have one more episode essentially on the day of release, but this will be our lead up because I mean I feel like this week we would have just talked about cards anyways. So I mean, yeah, the meta has been. Kind of interesting. Control Warrior basically came back, which is what I thought. And Resurrect Priest has been really good, which I thought. And Mage has been beating them, which is not unexpected at all. So, like, yeah. Yeah, that's not like hurts. Yeah. I would just note that it, you're, you mean Mage the class, not Mage the host. Because the Mage yes. the host has not been doing... Uh, quite so well. oh. though i did okay with token druid on on friday and so that was that That's was great nice so all right gents well it has been an absolute pleasure and always guys you've been listening to dr three
boom if you're still here. <laughs> boom. Where did where? That was a really long fuse. Boom.